you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Now entering Nerdist.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Will Anderson! How's everybody? Now, by the way, I just like to get my money on the trumpet. That's why I... Um, hello, how are you? Hello. So what we're going to do, we are going to take a break. Uh, take a break. We're okay. Gonna, you get your drink, whatever you want, then we're going to come back. We're going to have a good time. You've got a lot of time? Yeah, that was awesome. Sick. You, oh. oh, my God, it was so good. I love I you. I felt like the classiest wrestler of all time. What? <laughs> By the way, all I really care about, and I'll tell you this once you say what you just said, and I can see the glow in your face, sure. is that the intros are, uh, I love doing the intros. And, and the minute you said, anyway, I love that, I'm like, Jesus, this is going to be a fun seven hours. Right, I hope so. <laughs> seven hours? <laughs> no, we'll edit Troy it down to seven. records the whole show. It's a lot of fun. You should have seen Troy today. He calls me up every, he goes, hey, Todd, it's Troy. Shit, that's the wrong sound. <laughs> he lives in a stadium. <laughs> Shit! I hate when things don't work. <laughs> we'll get it. There's nobody in a hurry but me. Hey, Troy, it's Todd. Uh, I mean, Tro- Todd, it's Troy. What if we bought like a uh, shitty beer that, like, that is known for over there? Please leave a message after the telephone. Doesn't matter as long as you play sound effects. It's professional. <laughs> hey, hey, Todd, Troy, it's, t- it's Todd, it's Troy. Hey. You can buy, like, Fosters and, like, act like we think everybody drinks that over there. 
I go, yeah, but you think he's that's like a a, a running joke, and like maybe he would think it was a shitty joke. Is you're right, bye. <laughs> I swear to God, that's to George Carlin. That's we say that instead of swear to God on the show. Not that I care about swear to God. I just, um, but uh, then he called me back. Hey, did you really want me to wear a bow tie? How did you like that? We we're all wearing bow ties because you're yeah. here. You know what? I felt. I the only thing I would say about that is I loved it, but I wish I'd known. Oh, uh, well, we didn't want you to know because then, but I do I have... know, I hear what you're saying. I love the surprise that everyone has a bow tie. But, you know, here's what, here's what I would just have done. And I'm not complaining. I'm just saying this is the best thing ever. But if you wanted to, I would just have had a spare bow tie that I could have put on. I have something for you. All right, we take a break. I have something for you. Now, since you like the intro, why don't we play them out the same thing? We'll, and we have, I'm, I'm an intro king today. Uh, thank you, Lyricist Joe. Why don't we play them out with the same thing? We will be back. Put a lot of reverb in that uh, in that trumpet. Hey, Gabe, good yeah. job on the trumpet. Thank you. You're very professional. All right. Why isn't his mic on? Okay, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with Will Anderson. applause from those other shows. Oh, there's two people. It sounds, oh, there's something going on there. Oh, it's a professional show. Sure. That's right. That's the way we do it. Well, Will, how are you? Uh, I'm great. I, I Look, you know what? It was a good round of applause. Even the trumpet player applauded. I know. You know what I mean? That's commitment. That if the band's applauding, I was into it. It was like, it was good. It felt more rhythmical than everybody else's applause. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let me, could you, could you get your trumpet out one more time? I always, I put a little reverb in my mic. Ladies and gentlemen, Will do the bum, 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 bum. Will Anderson. Thank you. That was pretty great. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So here's where we're gonna start. I'm, I feel good. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Where do I? You know what? I'll do all this in the opening. All this. Do you have any medium soup? I don't know why that makes me laugh. These guys. No one ever says that at a restaurant. <laughs> you have a medium soup? Okay, listen. Um, I get that out of the way, that out of the way, that. I can do it all later. Yeah, let's get to this part. This will be fun. Mm -hmm. um, put that over there. Lot. This is a lot to do, Will. It's not, you know, this is it's a lot, this show. I don't know if I can do it any longer. I'm getting older. Um, you said something to me. We met. Where did we? We met at, uh, we met at the at festival. I'm pretty sure it was the Montreal Comedy Festival. It was. It was the Montreal Comedy Festival. We and, were on uh, a roof. And yeah. Okay. I don't know a, what you tell the people. Uh, you, well, I got I, a call I didn't know from if you your, were as well. I got a call from your publicist today. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> don't you mention anything about your. Hello, Will. Will. <laughs> By the way, I love any sound effects, even if they don't make sense. Who's got fucking time? <laughs> Hello, that's my manager calling, trying to get me on the Tonight Show. All right. 
please. Come on. I don't want Will to think it's a shitty show. Come on. But where do we, where do we, have, we get some seriousness? I can see him already. Listen. We, we were on a rooftop in Montreal. Mm-hmm. We were smoking something through an apple, which I think is healthy. Oh, you never smoked pot through an apple before. It was an apple a day. It keeps the doctor. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you need him. Yeah, it was great. And you said something that, uh-huh. that resonated with me because it just to me it seemed like, oh, my God, that's so true. I, you, if you don't remember saying it, you did. You said, fuck the police. No. Um, you said. <laughs> right? Am you I right, said, though, guys? Am I right? Come on. Give us a call. Give us a call now if you agree with me. Give us a 365-4100. You said that when you're, maybe I'm going to butcher it a little. I hope you do remember it so you can clean it up a little. Uh-huh. When you're fighting for someone else's rights when it's not your rights, why else would you do it except that it's right? Does that make, you said, like, it doesn't benefit you. What I took out of that was, yeah, look, don't get me wrong. This sounds like I'm trying to say something positive, but the more other people have rights, the harder your life gets. But if you know it's right, oh, who gives a fuck? That was exactly the point we were talking about. I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I remember the conversation very clearly uh, because we'd started with a, a much sillier conversation where I tried to say if we could start the world from scratch and just divide up everybody's resources, how do you think we'd turn out? You know, if everybody just got the same amount, how would the world turn out? And you decided we had to move to another planet to make that work, and that was unfeasible in the budget that we had. So <laughs> we moved on to something a little bit easier, which was uh, that we started talking about the idea of... Uh, that me in particular as a white straight man like who's 40 that's years what, old that's what it was because like, you 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 already have all your rights uh-huh. you're white Everything. you're straight and you're a man so if, 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 if you would just not yet but i'm just putting them over here just in case we do them later because i love these things here when we're, when we're talking about this shit every so often i love to drop these in will so you'll just know these over here um yeah because you said you, you're basically whenever a guy like you fights it's for other people's rights you already have all yours right so, well the, the point is i've grown up here, i mean i'm in the era where it's it's become shittier to be a white man now i'm not saying that in the right-wing radio way because i think it needs to get shittier to be a white man because white men were so far ahead of everything else that it's just a natural about well it's meant to be making it better for other people rather than it getting it shittier for a white man yeah but my my point was that I was arguing was if you are a white man like me who thinks that gay people should be able to get married or we should redistribute some of our income so there's a Medicare safety net for sick people or you know to, you know, to pay for the disabled or whatever, I'm really just giving away something of mine. So the only reason you would fight for it is it's the right thing to do. Did you hear what he just said, ladies and gentlemen? The man comes on our show with a fucking accent. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. Listen, turn your ear things up. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest tonight. I didn't mean to. You know what? Hold on. I want to get back to the... Please turn the reverb off, Aristotle. Does that cost us money? Um, but you said that, and um, hold on, I want to go back. I shouldn't have played the music. I'm so excited to play the music. I, I leave a great conversation to, to play dumb shit. Um, that white man. About white men. Oh, yes. If I always look at it like what, when you said that, if you were in a room and you, had, you convinced everybody there that they were lesser than you, uh, yes, your life would be easier. You convince those people. Right. Everyone's waiting on you. So when, now, you like, sp- uh, when slavery was around, we got heaps more stuff done in our free time. Right. Do you mean? Like, but it's still a terrible thing right. that all, should not have happened. All you have to do is not give a fuck about anybody right. else but yourself. So we, that's what I took out of that. When you're fighting for other people's rights, your, your life gets – it sounds like a negative the way I say it. But I'm saying your life gets harder when you fight for other people's – right. some of other people's rights. Um, but, but you, so why else? For some reason, I said that in my head – 
So why else would you do it except that it's right? What? You like to work? You like to do more? You like to change your beliefs you already had? Why else would you go, look, you know, it's, yes, it's right. It's the argument that's made all the time. If you follow, like, look, the, the, the thing they always say is, you know, always bet on self-interest because at least you know it's trying, right? And the thing about self-interest is that normally, when you look at climate change or global warming, something like that, right? Now, there's mixed opinion. All the scientists who have nothing to gain, like 97% of them, think it's a problem and are saying, hey, you know this place, the one place that we have to live? We probably should do something about it because it's going terribly wrong. And then, like, a small percentage of people who just happen coincidentally to be paid by the oil and you know, energy companies are saying, oh, well, maybe, no, look uh, look over there. Someone, a monkey with something shiny. And do, you, do you know what, you, you know what <laughs> someone told me? Uh, um, a friend of mine... Uh, actually, a friend of mine's uh, cousin. I make this shit up. <laughs> anyway, I make up stories. All right, the cat's out of the bag. Anybody uh-huh. give a fuck? Stand up and forever hold your fucking uh-huh. shit. Anyway, um, no, this is uh, uh, my friend Eric that used to work on the podcast. Eric yeah. Olson, just so you know, I, uh, uh-huh. Eric said that he was talking to his. Like a lot of people doubt global warming, they, uh-huh. and, and I'm not positive about it. I can't sure. get into an in-depth conversation about it. But no. I, I said to Eric one day, I go, well. Even if you can't reverse the damage. Let's uh-huh. say you can't. I love even ifs because, God, does it even – it's like I'll give you an even if. You can't. There's no fucking way we can reverse it. Well, still, why be a gluttonous pig while you're here? Right. Okay. But then the question becomes, can you reverse it? And I said, well, you know, the air quality is better in Los Angeles than it was, from what I understand, in the 70s. Uh-huh. Not a teeny bit. Like, fucking amazing. So – my friend Eric, whose dad doesn't believe in global warming, he didn't ask him the question so he could lie and hide it and, 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 and back talk and be like you just said, look over there. He went just out of the nowhere. He goes, that was the air quality better? He goes, oh, yeah. And he start. he doesn't even know he's arguing with himself because right. he doesn't believe. Of course it's reversible. Of course we can do great things, you know? Of course we can. And of course that we can make the – like, I mean, our own stupidity is killing us. Did you see that stupid article? This is how – this is how enforced misogyny in particular, and this is the big issue of our time, you know, uh, that women are finally getting a, you know, a proper voice and finally saying, hang on, we deserve to be treated as, we're half the world, we deserve to be treated as half the population and be paid you know, half the money and be treated the exact same way and not have to fear that when we have a relationship that that person is going to kill us or cause us violence in some way. We've... The hurricanes. Did you see this article in the paper? No. That female hurricanes kill more people than male hurricanes. Do you know why? Because we are so inherently misogynist as people that men in particular aren't as scared of female-sounding hurricanes as they should be. Wait, like, so like, you mean – So they hear like, oh, it's Hurricane Sally or whatever, and they're like, oh, no girl's going to tell me what to do. <laughs> and so then they die in the hurricane. But if it's like Hurricane Brad, they're like, oh, we better go inside. Brad's going to fuck shit up. Do you hear what he's saying, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I bring a guest in here. He makes sense. Stop what you're doing. This is America and, and, and part of Australia. That, do you think, please take the reverb. The one thing I ask you to Chris do. Chris Hardwick said we needed fuck tons more reverb. Yeah, That's fuck just, tons. I mean, that sounds what words. he would say. Those are his words. Yeah. I asked him what he did one weekend, and Aristotle goes, I ate a fuck ton of cookies. Yeah. I love that expression. How many um, is that, though? Right, please, okay. please. More than a shit ton. All oh, right. More, it is. It's yeah, in between slightly. a shit ton and a fuck. Uh, but back to what you said. <laughs> is there true? That's crazy. It, it's true. Uh, Jim That's Kirkman the, was right. About what? 
She told me the same thing last night. She called me at four in the morning. You know. She, um, okay, let me let me take the conversation a little different. A okay. little, a little, little. I'm very excited Let's. to have you tap into this because you uh, you 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 clean my head sometimes. You say things in a way that uh, cleans my head. Okay, there's that. That that goes over there. Oh, okay. I did. I put it here. I'm curious of this. Um, Doug, uh, uh, Doug Stanhope said something. Now, look, I don't agree with everything Doug says, but guess what? Uh, most of what he says I agree with, so when I don't agree with it, I just think of all the fuck ton of shit he says that I do agree with, <laughs> and that, 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 that's when I love him. Um, I'm going to – he was saying that, that, that when it comes to – we're starting to make a little progress. I always am careful the way I say it. Uh, in uh, victim uh, when women are raped that we blame them or you know the, that whole area uh-huh, uh-huh. and and we're starting to understand it but for some reason we still think it's all right to make a joke about when people are put in prison that we go oh good they'll go in prison they'll get you know they'll get fucked basically they teach them a lesson and I'm going to play you something that our listeners heard and then we're going to decide whether this woman's right or our last shred of dignity to prove that we're better than other people. Better than the people that – let me play this first. This was a woman that was brutally attacked. And I always preface this just in case I picture one person listening. The fact that she forgave her brutal attacker obviously doesn't mean she wasn't have lunch with him. It doesn't mean that she doesn't have still moments during the day where she um, fantasizes the revenge. I'm sure every single emotion goes through her body. But what we're celebrating about this miraculous woman is that what win, what, what won at the end of the day – not at the end of the minute. At the end of the minute, minute, I'm sure every emotion ran through her mind. It was a brutal attacker. But in the courtroom, in this thing, they say they, she gave the, um, her attacker a gift and the gift of forgiveness. And this is her. It's very hard to understand what she's saying because she's still learning to get her, her, her language back. And I'm going to tie it into the Doug Benson thing. And Doug, Doug Stanhope, um, there's only one thing Doug Benson ever said. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he knows I adore him. I adore everybody. Look at that guy riding the bike. Anyway, um, so uh, so this is her in the court. Uh, this is her explaining on 2020 why she chose to do. It's not in the courtroom. It's her on 2020 explaining why she chose to do what she did. Travis Forbes. Travis was, was the guy that attacked her. Um, He was was acting out of fear. Um, And hatred. I choose love and peace over fear. Fear. And um, I won. Yeah, I won. So either she's right or, no, the other people are right. Like, go in there. You get, I, th- I know a lot of people that say that. And I'm like, no, that's right. Does that make any sense? What well, here's, here's what I figure is that uh, your life is not a documentary, right? Like, you know, when somebody says that idea of the, uh, when you're about to die that your life flashes before your eyes, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is not true. I, I almost died uh, a couple of years ago swimming alone on a beach, and I went for a swim, and I got caught in a rip on a beach, and I was like, you know that moment where like, I, I, I literally just was like, I'm not going to make it back in, and I, it was so such a ridiculous moment that you impart your life with so much meaning every day, all these bullshit things that you get concerned about, and then I just went for a swim alone on a beach, and I was going to die, and my life was going to be over, right? Can I interject something yeah, really quick? Course. 
Well, you know, uh, not that I usually bring this up. I had a heart attack, and to tell you the truth, all I thought about uh, in that moment was I had a party at my house the next day, and I was going to have to clean it all up when I got home after my heart attack. So i got to right. agree with you. Right. No, nothing flashed in front of me except I'll have to have a housekeeper, then I get to get the gardener, he takes down all the shit. That was seriously what, a bit mine, what mine was like. It was like, I wish I'd erased my internet history. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? like they'll still miss me, but just a little less. And, you know, I, you know? By the way, I think about that. Not, I don't have anything on the internet because uh, I, don't, I don't. So there's nothing yeah. there anybody could find. Uh, well, Jake knows anything that I would be looking at but um, because he knows, has every one of my passwords. Um, matter of fact, I bet this motherfucker would keep me alive for another week or two to, to, to get some of that. Well, what would you get? Yeah, PayPal money. Yeah, my PayPal yeah. money. Um, <laughs> I started a PayPal, and I want to talk to you about that uh, to get money because I yeah. like money. Yeah, uh, sure. But anyway, let me not. So we were talking about the um, – what are we talking about? I'm sorry. Okay. So I started a Kickstarter, which we'll right. talk about later because I, I like money. All right. I'm not trying to raise it for anything. But there's no. true I, to George Carlin. Yeah. I want money, and I want, George, I want to talk okay. about that later. All right. But, but hold on. But I'm you, sorry. Need an offshore, you need an offshore PayPal if you're going to really rip people off. <laughs> you need a PayPal in Bahamas or something. But Are you writing this down, Jake? The point that I, I wanted to make really was that in that moment, that it, I don't. Right, right. if your life flashes before your eyes, which it did not to me, but if it, it's meant to, it, you don't have time for your whole life to flash before your eyes. You're gonna, what's going to flash before your eyes is the way you remember your life. I used to love it more when you would take one photo from a roll of film and you would put it on your fridge and that was your memory of that party. Everything that you remembered about that night was funneled through that image, that look on that face, and that became your memory. Memory, right, and after a while, you remembered that version of that story better than you actually remembered what happened at the party. These days, everything's recorded. You could actually just rewatch the party on everybody's, <laughs> you know, phones and Instagrams and updates and whatever, and recreate it. And you know what? It won't be anywhere near as good as that, like you know, that photo that you just have mythologized. And over does this the years. come back to the uh, the, the woman? The, the so forgiving. Th- this is my whole point of this. Is I think that you. I'm have sorry, a ch- I didn't mean to yell at you. No, 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 no. I think you have a choice. That of how you don't have a choice of what happens to you. Unfortunately, to all of us, good and bad things happen to us. Here's the thing that you do have power over how you remember your stories and how you want to remember your life. You know what? You don't have to remember exactly how it happened and you don't have to get the same message out of everything. You can take a bit of your life and you can, you know, choose love as she did. And she went, you know what? Now, now I own this moment and now this moment makes me a more powerful person and it doesn't. You know, make it. I, I still wish it probably didn't happen. I'm not going right. to say I wish this happened, but you know what? It happened, and I'm a better person because this happened. So because I own this now, I guess that's what I was trying to say. It makes total sense, and and then it makes the people. By the way, I, the people that say the other end of it, like, yeah, I'll go thrown in jail. They'll get thrown in jail. It's like, hey, look, if I thought throwing people in jail and being, uh, you know, mean to them and distro- and, and and horrible to them uh, lessened crime in the world. By the way, that would still be wrong to do it, but you'll get what I'm saying. If I thought, say, oh, yeah, yeah, in countries where they throw them in jail, the meaner they are, it really lessens mm-hmm. the I'd go fucking do whatever you want then. But it doesn't. But it doesn't. We owe it to the people that they hurt to treat those people decent. Because the more decent we treat them, maybe the more we can get into their mind. We're not going to – no one can get into that person's mind that they don't trust and maybe even love. So maybe if someone in jail trusted and loved the people, hey, I get it. I'm not a fucking, oh, man, I'm a hippie. Put on your moccasins. And I get it. They have to be put away. Unfortunately, as sad as if you knew their history, how they got to where they got, whether it's, right. just, whether it's their fault or whether it's not somebody's fault, they, they still have to be put away. But uh-huh. while they're away, if we could figure them out, and we're only going to figure them out if they trust who's keeping them, and we could end 
Couldn't we end rape in jail if we wanted to? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course they could, right? Or at least considerably uh, cut it down. I mean, like, you know, the, it could be a rare thing that happened, like murder in jail or, the, you know, those extreme things that mm. still happen in prisons. But we have it, well, particularly, here's what happens. And, like, in, in America, and again, I, I hate as an outsider, I don't think there's much in, like, coming to America and saying what I think's wrong with America. Like, and plus, we're your number one ally. We are Milhouse to your Bart Simpson. Whatever dickhead thing you do, Australia's first there. Like, you want to go back to Iraq? Okay, fuck it. Well, okay, mission accomplished again. Let's have another crack. You know what I mean? We like the sequel. But, you know, we're... We're with you guys, but this idea that you can somehow, you know, solve... Anyway, I don't know. Not exactly the point I was going to try and make there. I'm You're sorry. fine. That's what's Mate. great about uh, this po- uh, any podcast. You take your time. You feel you got lost? I did get a little lost. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. You know what? I was You're doing fine. too much justification about why I wasn't going to make fun of America, and then I forgot why I was going to make fun of America. That was literally what it was. I was about to launch into it. Hey, welcome and to my I, fucking world. And then I had that moment where it was like, you can't. You can't just tell them what's uh, wrong from the start. It. But you can, I, I'm, I'm the king of prefacing. Yeah, I preface so exact- much. By the time I remember what I'm talking about, and you know what the worst about prefacing is? Uh-huh. A long setup. My setups are so long that in my last five seconds, I make everything make sense. And then somebody interrupts me. I'm like, wait, you just heard three minutes of prefacing. Uh-huh. I didn't even get to make my point. But anyway, we, we move forward. Here's yeah. the last thing we're going to talk about All right. on the serious, the serious, whatever. And then we're going to take a break, and, and then I'm going to get some fresh air, and then we're going to uh, – we have another intro for you. Oh, another one? Oh, my God. Yeah, I have three perhaps. for you. But I want you to tell me which one you like the best. Oh. Well, make, you could have told me that at the start, so I could have – We could have really soaked, you know? soaking it in. Right. Okay. Make some notes or something. You said, oh, by the way, I want to start with the lightest point here. I have a hard time believing, you know when you see religious, people that are very religious, and then they're in a, maybe a religious rock band? Uh-huh. I have a hard time believing anyone's in touch with the Lord if they're still frosting their hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, because I think, well, you might, and you might think, now, by the way, I'm not making fun of frosting your hair. Because uh, I know some people, they do it. Some people look shitty. Some people, it looks really cool. So if you're listening, oh, how, how, how happy are the people? we got some people out there that might do it. Right. They were in a band, maybe not, they, but they get it. No one knows. They're like, oh, at least Todd said that. But a lot of – and if, 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 I think if you're frosting your hair, you, you probably aren't – you're not sending a message that you got. Who, 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 who speaks to God and then thinks it's necessary to frost their hair? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not saying – I think if you, if you spoke to God, you wouldn't even give a shit about that many materialistic things. You might still want a place to sleep. No, you definitely would. You still might want a car in this society. But that's where religious people really are fucking it up. I, and I've told this story before. I'm repeating myself to you. When it comes to what crumbled religion, when they're all worried about the people that don't believe in it, history's going to write itself that they did it all by them fucking selves. self. Someone's going to go, you know what they needed to do is stop owning so much shit because people would believe, oh, yeah, if you spoke to the Lord upstairs, you probably wouldn't care about materialistic things as much. But, but here's what I wanted to ask you. Okay. Just before you do that, yes. the point I was trying to make was this. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you go to wars and you build prisons, then eventually what happens is that your business model, your economic model is b- built on filling your prisons and continually going to war. The problem is that so much of the American economy goes to paying soldiers and building weapons that you constantly have to be in wars with places because those businesses, which are big businesses that fund the lobbying, that funds the government, they, they are not in the business of peace. Let me They're like, you the- well, then we don't get to sell our bombs to anybody. So 
you've got to think about that process a little bit and you've got to think about the idea if you keep building prisons, guess what happens eventually? You have to get people, so they start putting people in prisons for shit they should not be in prison for. Well, Will, I don't even know if you have the answer yeah. to answer this. I say I refuse to be a pessimist. I still think the world can change. Oh, no, I think it, uh, no. We're the greatest of all generations. Like, oh, we, I love you. No, but, so we, we, but we, we are. There is no doubt about that. I carry around in my hand a computer that is more powerful than the first rocket that ever went into space. I bought that affordable supercomputer for less than $600. It is not connected to any wires. I can speak into this affordable supercomputer. My message flies around the planet dodging all the other messages right. to another person. I'm not really sure how that bit works, please. <laughs> right, right into the show. Explain to me. But. I'm glad to hear you say that because, first of all, some people might feel differently, but I also feel the same way. Look, I'm not saying it's perfect today, but I, also, I often tell our listeners it's, it, it's getting better. We, we, we're, we're, as a society, we've done a lot of good things. Youth today has done a lot of good My things. God. So, but uh, as far as what you said um, – Here's what I wanted to talk about the last thing before we, uh, take a, before we take a break. And I actually wrote – I don't usually print it out, but mm -hmm. if I'll print it out, I'm pretty good at going long, but then I'm going to shut up and listen. Obviously, that's why I have a guest. Some of our listeners are like, hmm. But I wanted to say this. <laughs> I'll read this, and then we'll have our, our talk. And, I'll, and what and, – uh, okay, so here we go. I, I thought about this. A lot of times on the show, I, whatever you want to call it, an, an atheist or an agnostic – I realized something – I've said this on the show before, but I want to repeat it, maybe in a different way. That for whatever the reason, whenever you talk about religion, people sort of put their gloves on. They, you know, they think it's a fight. And I thought about it for the first time two days ago. I went, oh, Felipe, you convince you this isn't a fight. Like I want this world to be a better place. Like I don't want to strip from you. I'm scared shitless. I don't know where I go when I die. I really don't. I'd like to believe I'm positive because that must feel comforting. But I don't know. And sometimes I don't think about it for a year. Sometimes I lay in my bed three nights in a row and I think about where do you go? And I think oh, I'll be dead. Who cares? But I don't want to be dead. I like it here. So I get it. So when I get when you defy religion, a lot of times what makes let, let me read these and then we'll because we'll, because I'll go out of my way. I learned one thing. Before you talk about religion, you have to take time to find out what religion means to them and what being an atheist or agnostic means to you. Example, some atheists believe – people go, well, you're an atheist. You don't believe in a higher power. Jen Kirkman says, oh, my God, I can't go push the ocean back. So right there, you might get into an hour conversation with someone, and the whole time, if you don't let them know that, they think, oh, you don't believe there's a higher power? And you go, oh, my God, yes, I do. So you have to take time, and it sucks because sometimes I'm so passionate, I want to talk. You're religious. You're so passionate. But if you're going to have any goddamn conversation that's worthwhile, you have to stop. What does it mean when you say you're an atheist? And what does it mean when you say you're religious? And only then can you enter into a conversation, and that's hard to do. But – and then we'll, we'll go back. But explain – Oh, and this is one of my key points. I never mentioned this. Most people take it for granted that when you don't believe in a God, that he disappointed you. And not at all. Matter of fact, it's the opposite. I've Look, not to sound overly campy or whatever the word is, I've had a good life. It's usually for other people. Like I once saw a woman on Oprah saying, why didn't you think – what is your reason for not thanking God when your child came home from the military? And she goes, well, I really don't want to enter into a religious conversation, and it's not. She goes, because to enter into it, I would have to know so much. I know nothing except this. 
I know that those same mothers that lost their children prayed to the, prayed to the same God that I did. And I'm not willing to tell them that God works in mysterious ways. So, you know, she got her son. So that's how I feel. Like, no, no, I've I've had a good life. It's because of other people. And that we're not arguing with these people. Some people, um, also that some people, you know what, some people that are atheists, I've heard, oh, they're pushy. And I'm wondering how many really are pushy. I wonder if it's that they're taking away a belief that you know where you go when you die so they might seem pushy to you when they're not. Last thing. Um, it's not in a combative way. If only you knew that I want this world to be better. And here's the last thing that you know by the crumple of that paper that I'm about ready to listen. I thought about the tangible reason why, and when I say, you know, we said you have to say, what does God mean to you? That he answers prayers, that there's a rhyme and a reason, that it might be negative. First of all, there's never a time we can go to when it's worked. Because believe me, if there was, you'd get people to go there. People are feelings they're struggling right now if you can go back to a time when the when this world prayed and they were religious and we were decent to people you'd get people to fucking go with you they'd hustle like motherfuckers if you went look at the way we treated people in 1958 and then people pull at the internet now and they look it up they'd be like fuck right. but but there, there isn't you say it but there isn't and i here's the tangible reason that i think it might be better to say to your children this i don't know we live in a world where a lot of great things happen. You'll meet awesome people. You'll find out that the human species can be unbelievably decent. But then bad stuff happens. I don't know why, but bad stuff happens. But when you tell them that it's all for a reason, if you told them, like, be kind to people while you're here, because if you don't, it hurts their feelings, it's all for what's here on the earth. When you be nice to people, because if you're not, it hurts their feelings. They can see other people. They believe there's other people. But when you tell them it's for a man upstairs, and that man upstairs seems to work in weird ways, some weird ways at a young age, kids don't even want to, like, what does he do? This is a God that they say gives, you know, kills people, and works in mysterious ways. It sounds like a little kid can't wrap his head around that. I don't know if I want to be good for this person upstairs because I don't know how the fuck he even works. So it confuses a kid. But maybe the world, we're so scared shitless that there'd be anarchy if we didn't believe that there was a man upstairs, even though the fact that even in times in this society where we really did believe that there was a man upstairs, there was anarchy, that we, that I think if we just told children the truth, that, you know, that, that, that we don't know why there's good, that we don't know why there's bad, but, you know, just be good for something that's visual to them, not confusing to them, that we the world could go in a better direction. Did I did I say that right? I have nothing to offer on this subject. No, <laughs> no, I have so many things I would love to say to you. Um, you now the floor is yours. I will try to like remember each of the know, points as we went through. I should have stopped a little bit at a but, time. But the first thing I would say is, okay, well, I, I don't believe, and I have never believed really, and I know that I don't believe because all the things they say you're not allowed to do, uh, I, I do them and enjoy many of them. Like, I, you know, there is, there is times in my life where, you know, I've been in a situation where I've been having a lot of fun and I've gone, well, this proves I really don't believe. Like, this is like, you know, you can't, this one would come up if it really happens, if you really think, just before you do this, if you really think there's going to be a questionnaire at some sort of gate situation, this is the final line. I've done those things. So, A, I don't believe it. B, the fact that I have had a great life, I'm not special. And that's why I know it's not true. 
The thing I know about myself is I'm not special. My dad's a farmer who lives on the road that is named after my grandfather who built that road. My dad's lived on that road for 71 years in a row. My brother is a farmer on that road. There wasn't three wise men there the day that I was born, but I've had the the best life. Like, I don't believe, I try to be a nice person and I try to be nice to other people because we're all living on this planet together. When when you say, you're saying the rules that would, in in, let's say the Bible, the the team you a nice person, I don't follow those rules. And I've had a a great life. Great life. Yeah, I would would echo exactly what you're saying, yes. And I don't think I'm a bad person. In fact, I think you'd find at least some people, close people to me, who would consider to be a positive influence in their lives, right? But... Not because it was written down in some book. Now, the second thing I would argue, and I, I, I'm certainly a person who believes that the right to swing my fist stops at another person's face, right? You know, you can believe whatever you want to believe, and I can believe whatever I want to believe, and it's not a problem until one of them starts intersecting with the other person, right? And I also offer this. This just works for me. This is what I reckon. I'm not smart enough to know whether there's a God or not. The joke I always make in my act, I'm sorry, this is actually a joke I do. It's okay. Act, but the joke I always make in my act, I say, what the fuck would I know? I didn't understand the end of Donnie Darko. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, who am I to suddenly start, you know, spouting off that I understand the inherent meaning of all the universe? I do not. I just have worked out something that seems to work enough for me. I don't need God in my life to be nice to other people. Uh, but you know what? I'm an atheist that stops at that because if I don't believe in something, I'm, well, that's, I'm done with that now. That's, that's all I need from that. Like there are some atheists, you ask that question, are there some who are too strident? I, re- I think there are because for me, who would consider myself to be an atheist, there's the atheists who when they hear about that are like, oh, great, we've got a newsletter. Can you write something for it? I'm writing a book. Can you put a chapter in it? I'm like, oh, no, no, I just like – You don't, you don't want to mirror the behavior that you're trying to right. get out of. Yeah. Right. Can you come to our meeting? Part of the reason I didn't like the other thing was they have a meeting every Sunday <laughs> that's compulsory. I don't like meetings. Don't let me, start doing meetings. Let me interject real quick, yeah. though. Because no one's defying what we're saying, that there are some people that are mirroring the exact behavior. Right. I'm just wondering if those numbers are lower than people on religious side might believe because i know most of my friends that are atheists say exactly what you just said they almost say it in a way of like oh my god no no i'm not positive you can't say that enough to people Uh no they're like i'm not fucking positive at all i have no fucking idea i have no fucking idea but that sort of mirrors what i just said about if you teach children we don't know but while we're here, we know that if you – what about a man upstairs? That's not work. They can't right. see it. Children can't see it. But they can see a tear coming out of their brother's eye when they do something wrong. They can see – that's so real for them. So just teach them that. Yeah. I don't get how someone would think that didn't work. That's hard for me. And by the way, I, hey, if somebody believes in something that I don't agree with – because the whole thing is, well, what are you arguing, Todd? What are you arguing? So people believe this, you believe that. Well, because sometimes in the religious area, they believe things that are... So this is what I would argue as well. It's like I think for every outrageous atheist, you've got to think there's that outrageous person on the other side, you know, the outrageous religious nutter. And I think a lot of the time, very nice people who just believe in God and go to church on Sunday and it makes them a nice person, they, you know, like that sort of thing, they get, you know, tarred with the same brush as the extremist right-wing people who don't like abortions and gay marriage and, you know... I'm going to ask you a question. Because it, and it might be dickish of me, uh-huh. because I do agree. I mean it from my heart to George Carlin that there are people that are agnostic or atheists that mirror the exact behavior that they, you know, of religious people. 
But if you had a gun to your head right now, I'm gonna uh, two questions, and someone said, I'd be like, well, it's America. There's a chance. <laughs> Every time I leave my flat here, I understand that there's a chance that there'll be a gun to my head at the end of the night. I like that he says flat. It gives my show a little Sorry, class. yeah, sorry. No, Apart- don't apartment. be sorry. Apartment. That's why I'm wearing a bow tie. Con- condo I knew you were going <laughs> to. No, I like flat. Matter of fact, say flat. If anybody ever says anything but flat on this show, flat. we need to class it up a yeah. little. <laughs> Um, if you had a gun to your head, uh-huh. the reason I like this expression, yep. because it's like, don't that, stop overthinking it. There's a gun to your fucking head. You go, yep. well, I don't want to answer this question. I, I want a year. Well, I'm going to blow your brains out. So fucking answer it. Uh-huh. You might, where the fuck is Todd going with this? I don't know. I'm and not... you thought, are more people into recycling that are atheist or religious? Which group are you going with? Um, I would say atheist. But that's my own prejudice. If you asked people, by the way, uh-huh. this could be proven if they gave me a show, yeah. like John Stewart, but I would for think socially. That, uh, I think you're, okay. by the way. I would think that the religious right make an argument a lot of time with climate change that only God can change the weather and only God can change the planet. So I think they would be less likely to think that, you know, I have to do I, something. I, I, by the way, you, me thinking, you, a lot of people could go, of course, Todd, you think it. Oh, please, I hope I'm not that shallow to just take my own beliefs and then jam decency into it. If you had a if you had a gun to your head. Uh-huh. By the way, here's the weird thing about this. Yeah. I think if you asked even God believing people right. this, if they could win ten million dollars, uh-huh. it's funny how ten million dollars will make you think. I could give right. a fuck what I believe. I want this yeah, yeah. fucking money. If there's answers here, right? Atheist. Also, this is a great idea for a show. Yeah, atheist. <laughs> like gun, atheist. gun to a head or ten million dollars. Yes. Right. By but the you, way, but you don't know which it is. You have to go. Oh, are you willing to go for the final you round? Ready? It's either a gun to your head or ten million dollars. <laughs> if you got, if you get it wrong, you either lose ten million dollars or your life. <laughs> we know. could, we could sell that show. I know what Jake is looking for over there. The the, the game show. And now for ten trillion dollars. <laughs> Hold on one second here. Here's another one. And I know, I think I cut you off. One more, I'll give you an example. For, 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 uh, for, for gun to your head, uh-huh. do you think more people would be into no physical, like not even spanking to their children, religious people, or atheists? Which is going to have a heavier population that go no hitting at all? Uh, no hitting at all, I would, uh, well, again, I would say atheist people well, probably. Right? Okay. First of all, I'm glad you answered the way I want. Why? Because I like being right? No. Because I think what it has to do is change. Uh Uh-huh. And right. Yeah, of course there's dick fuck atheists. How do I have to say it to let someone out there in the other eye? Of course there's atheists that are – get the fuck away from me. You're mirroring the behavior. But – what we're saying makes sense. Uh-huh. And we might not be able to change a 60-year-old's view, but there's some 18-year-old cl- listening right now, an 18-year-old kid listening right now going, why do I smell that that's probably right? What right. does God have to do with recycling? What does God have to do with well, I always change. Think, I it's always change. Think, well, because it's an old thing. Like, I mean, because it's about, like, it's, you know, if I guess if the Bible was like iTunes and it updated every six months and it kind of changed the bits that, you know, they got a little bit better, then people might be a bit more, you know, it might be a bit more useful in this modern day times. But I wouldn't trust my dad to reprogram my DVR, you know what I mean? Why would I trust instructions that were written 2,000 years ago on how, like, I, I, iPods weren't invented. That's like, do you what, know what I mean? Like, you don't know about the, like, why are you giving me advice about modern day life? I don't have a neighbor with an ass. Like, this is impractical shit that I will never need to know about, you know? Jimmy Dore 
uh, has a, a great joke about that. Who you know, I always say in your in a podcast, you can be preachy. You can be preachier than funny. That's uh-huh. what I. That's why I love this vehicle because I like to be funny, but also sometimes, uh, you know, my act it has to be funnier than it's preachy. Sure. So if you're going to make an opinion in your act, believe me, I love it, but be funnier than preachy. Right. And he says when it comes to trusting your parents on their religion, he goes, "These are people you wouldn't let buy you jeans." Right. But somehow you go, maybe they got the religion thing right. Right. And what and what do they know? Like, I mean, I was I was lucky enough that I grew up in a family where because here's okay on a very base level. And again, I don't want to if you if it makes you a nicer person and it hurts no one else, I I really don't have a problem with it. I got, I'm going to interject really quick. Five okay. seconds. I couldn't. That is the main thing that I could not agree with you more. We're not sitting having this debate because people disagree with us. We're having this debate because some of the 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 ramifications of other people's beliefs come along. We, we're not having this conversation because we, if someone else believes that, I think you should be kind and loving to every person on this planet, no matter who they are for God. I think you should be kind and loving to every person on this planet for your own self. That's not what we're having the conversation. The other side has done a lot of destruction. Uh, so go ahead. I apologize. I can't remember what I was going to say. Nah, fuck. <laughs> We can edit it. Take a second. What was I going to say? Does anyone remember the point I I was making? um, Does anybody? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. Hold on one second. That was was actually some pretty good advice. Yes, this is actually a very good recap. I was talking about the idea that I grew up in a household that only half of the people were religious. Like, my dad doesn't believe in God at all, and I wasn't raised that sort of way. But my dad said something to me very early on. That was an excellent... By the way, if we ever need to go on the road, as you as my prompter, you as my Wikipedia, and also trumpet player. (laughs) Like, this has worked out really well. He just said to me one day, because I said to him, I said, Dad, why don't... Why don't you believe in God? And my dad just said to me, he said, he said uh, I'm going to tell you something, but you're not allowed to tell your mum. And this is my dad who's lived on the same... I'm fucking Martha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> which, which was a cow. And uh, <laughs> it was horrible. Horrible. Uh, I'm so glad you made her a cow. You know why? Because I went to Martha for right. a name. Fucking who, how old am I? Martha. It's come. My, <laughs> a cow no, no. could be Martha. My dad's like 71 and he grew up in the country. There he could know go. someone oh, called don't, Martha. I don't want to make you forget. Go, 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 go. All go. right. So my dad said to this, he said, here's the secret. He said, um, he said no one really believes in religion. And I said, what, what do you mean by that, Dad? Like, it seemed like such a cryptic thing for my, you know, farmer, uh, you know, father to be saying in, like, some paddock and uh, field, as you guys would say. And uh, I, he, he said, uh, well, you go and ask a Christian whether they think that a Hindu is right. And they will tell you that it's not right. Of course, their religion is ridiculous. And you ask a Hindu what they think of a Christian. Or if you ask a Catholic what they think of a Protestant, he said, they all don't believe in God. They just believe in their own thing, but they don't believe in God. They don't believe in, like, they share more in common with someone who doesn't believe in any God. Because we, like, most people, if you're a Christian, guess what you don't believe in? A hundred gods, or two hundred gods, or however many other gods there are. Guess what? By being a Christian, you don't believe in them. So guess what? You don't believe in God. You share that with me. I just have, like, you have a hundred, I have a hundred and one. We're not that different. We well, agree who, on a hundred gods that we both don't like believe in. We some, just have one exception. That's barely anything, right? There's some. There's some uh, uh, art author. I'm an author, but uh, he <laughs> says that yeah, that that's how close we are. There's only what well, we're talking. You don't believe in so many gods. I don't believe in so many gods. And the other thing, uh, echoing Jimmy Dore's sentiments again, if that's the right way to say it, sort of reminded me as you were talking about your dad. 
that the reason what you just said made sense to me is because I'm using ration. I, I try to ration into beliefs. Uh-huh. But you can't ration somebody out of something that they didn't ration into. Right. And once you realize that, you go, oh, fuck, and we fucked? That means I can't change anybody's beliefs. Right. Older people can change, but our, so, our hope is in is, our youth. And this is where I agree with you. And this is where I, I wanted to get to at the end of this was that's why I don't think that we should be able to tell kids. Because you know what? Anything we feed them at that age where they believe everything, like this is an age where they believe that like, you know, a, t- a fairy comes and takes their tooth away and gives them money and a, an old fat guy rides a sleigh around yeah. the world and delivers presents and a bunny comes and gives you chocolate eggs. That's fine. There's a time in your life where you're like, but if you're like 11 and 12 or whatever and you're still like <laughs> believing those sort of things and like you, you start to get beaten up at school, right? It should be the same with like, yeah, tell them whatever you need to tell them about heaven until they're 12, right? Like you're granddad well, died it's really a, sad tell them but there should be a time where we're all like oh by the way we all know this isn't real right like the fact that in america you can't get elected president of your country like sometime in the future when we're much more evolved and we've moved beyond this and we've fixed whatever it is they're going to look back and go you know he was a really smart guy he had like this brilliant education oh he believed in a magic guy in the sky but you know but we all just ignored that and went on with our daily life but, oh no he was the most powerful Powerful man in the world believed in ghosts. Said it out loud, but we let him have his finger on the nuclear weapons. Everything was fine. It was a crazy time. High five. I, I, I guess we close there. That's what you fucking do. Um, we're gonna take a break. Our guest is Will Anderson. We're going to take a break. You know what, Will? I want you to decide which is better. I think that was good. Can you give me the last five seconds of what you just said? And then no. maybe. And then we'll. And then we'll come back after the break and you'll tell us which you like better. Okay? Like, you know, we go to break. So oh, give yeah. us the last five what seconds. Did, what, hang on. What, let him, what was the that? last five seconds of what you. Oh, yeah. What yeah what I, did, what you were saying about. Magic Man in the Sky. We're gonna. Uh, the, the, can you give us? And then we're gonna. We're okay, gonna throw uh, to different music, and then you tell us which you like better. And the second uh, one, we need you to come in on. You ready? Okay. You ready over there with yeah. your trumpet? It was Andy said it out loud. And give him reverb this right. time. That's what I'm All trying right. to win. Okay. So we pick my one. All right, cool. Okay, go ahead. And I'll tell you when, uh, J- uh, young Jake Adams. Do you have a medium bowl of soup? Do you? Yeah, have a medium soup. <laughs> Who said that? Oh. <laughs> Okay, this, like the last right. five, just yeah. cheat it. He believed in a magic man in the sky and he said it out loud. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest is Will Anderson. And we'll be back with the Todd Glass Show, The Lighter Side. This episode is brought to you by Stand by Drum roll please Aristotle Drum roll Thank you
All right, fade the drum roll out. If they didn't do that in post, I think it's even funnier. But I'm hoping they'll hear this and know to put some drum roll there. Harry's offers a you know you got here's what I'm what I'm going to tell you about these sponsors. Number one, I, I do I do mean this. I I uh, if it was something I hated or I thought ugh, I've asked once or twice to not want to do an ad. So, but I but that doesn't matter. That's secondary. What really matters is that uh, I did get a razor from them, but we're going to talk about that in a second. But I promise that not only will I feel passionate about a product, but I'll make the commercial funny. Taking my time. That's the problem. A lot of the other guys, they think, oh, I'll rip through the ad quickly because I know. Why not? Why? Why not give the ad the respect it deserves? These are the people paying the bills. So what's so wrong if you really believe in a product to go out on a limb and say something nice? Listen, Harry's offers high quality shaving ship right to your door. They're high-quality blades, and I'm not looking at copy. <laughs> Seriously, their high-quality blades have been engineered in their own factory in Germany. Wow. Now, listen, you might think, oh, who cares it's in Germany? I do, because it sounds like it's probably, you know, something's going on right. They're done. It's done there because the sharpness and the strength and they're half the price of their competitors. That's the part that doesn't make sense. You just you think you're going to hear, oh, and it's twice the price, but it's worth it. Half the price for more. I don't get it. Oh, maybe it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure this out. Listen, they care so much about the quality of the blades that they're just purchase a 93-year-old German factory that they make them in. I get what they mean. It's like if you have a product you really believe in, don't you want the oh, – by the way, I'm being totally serious – why wouldn't your factory have style too? Like the whole company, they want you to know from the minute you look at the aesthetics of their building, this is a cool product. Seriously. I actually do like that. I like that idea. Why would they, first I thought, well, why would they include that in an ad that they brought a 93-year-old German factory? Because the reason I just told you. Listen, Harry's even offers a custom engraving option and uh, they'll engrave your initials in the razor. <laughs> So they sent me my custom razor, and it's got my initials in it. And you know what? I love it. It's like, you know, you're looking, oh, I bet this is what the Kennedys would shave with. Real nice. You keep it out. By the way, I'm being totally serious. To George Carlin. They did send it to me. <laughs> and I do love it. Listen. Go to, and it says just go to blank. And use the, pro go to Harry's. And use the promo code Todd and get $5 off your first purchase for all listeners of my, sh of my show. Again, that's Harry's. Use the promo code Todd for $5 off for your first order. Harry's, I proudly say I'm, I, you are, I, you are a proud, you, well, you know that you're supposed to say you're a proud sponsor. So anyway, you might want to send me back a voicemail. Harry's, I really love it. Right to your door they deliver it. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. It's almost too good to be true. I hope no one's sending me fake copy. It would be very upsetting. Let's uh, give Will a proper intro here because, you know, Joe, Lyricist Joe, really, that was the pre-show. How about that? That's the pre-show. Other shows go, that's it. We're done. Right. Please. Please, I consider that. A, if it was a shrimp cocktail, it would be one. Right. One shrimp cocktail. That's all. And now this is the show. Do you understand what I'm saying? Troy? It was an appetizer. Hey, Todd. 
God, it's Troy. Can I bring uh, shit in my backpack to dirty up your studio? I'd rather you not. Hey, l listen, I got uh, 15 pens I'm going to bring. I'll lay them out. I'll make you uncomfortable. Come on, I'm the reason Will's on the show. He wouldn't have done it if he didn't have it. Well, Troy, I did hang out with him on the roof. Yeah, but listen, I got uh, paper clips I could bring. I could spread them around, dirty up your place. I could. Well, Troy, I'd rather you just come. I got a dog that's got uh, infected ears. He's 23 years old. I love him. We just spent $40,000 for new knuckles. <laughs> By the way, that's why I love Troy. Troy, do you know like him and Liz? They're the real deal. I do. If you meet him, his wife, they're I, the I real deal. His wife. They're they're great. Yeah, they are the real deal. He, it's just I, I don't even want to. his car's a pigsty. But what are you going to do? You got to pick and choose. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here we go. We'll put him through the house. Take your headphones. Bubbles on his tuba. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh my god, that was so much fun. Oh my god. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, honestly, don't. I don't know when. Did you get any of that? I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to record unless you... Is it okay if I record when you don't want me to record? Do we have to do that again? <laughs> yeah, well, dude, you got to do it one more time. Well, I, I would, by the way, to. I would love to do it one more time and leave it in. That was Lynn. Oh, that wasn't... Oh, also, uh, Lyris' Joe has something later in the show. I want you to have something to look forward to. We're going to play this one more time. <laughs> really? We're I'm not sure. To be honest, <laughs> I feel, I, I'm not sure. I can go, like, I feel but, like I feel like we've just had the final battle scene in the last Lord of the Rings film. And I'm like, I'm done. And they're like, oh, no, hang on. The movie's still going. Fro Frodo's going to get on a boat at some stage. Oh, my God. I've never been so happy. Fuck Jen Kirkman and Paul F. Tompkins. Those piles of shit. You were right, Jake. No. 
respect. No respect for the for the songs that lyricist Joe and Lynn Shore do. Oh my this God. man comes in here. He's he's ready to burst. Oh, he's bursting. Fucking Paul F. Tom. Well, Paul F. Tompkins and Jen Kirkman. <laughs> Maybe Ron Funches. <laughs> Ron Funches. <laughs> I hate doing it. Even as a bit, I hate doing it. Because Ron's so filled with love if he heard right. it. Paul. He, he masturbates to that, so we play it for him. Listen, so here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to play it again, uh-huh. because then I want everyone to go over there. Let's all do this. Like, I'll tell you what we're going to do to make it look like we've done, and we're going to shoot it. To make it look like we put time into it, we just follow one person. That's the trick. So whatever uh-huh. you want to say, Jake, whatever you do, you're going to do this. We're going to do and mimic, mimic what you do. Make it simple, okay. please, because I don't have a lot of rhythm. Am I doing this, too? Well, I think you should just stay here and enjoy it. Right, Why okay. don't you... Sure. You want to get a little fresh air? Sure. I want you to get a little more fresh air so uh-huh. you can really soak this in. I want sure. You, and by the way, then we come back. Yeah. And I got things to do, things to talk about. Like, this is the start of the show. Are you okay right. with time? Yeah. I, don't I mean, it's a be concept. Here. We're not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with time. I'm okay with gravity. I'm okay with evolution. Tick, tick, tick. Yep. I'm cool. <laughs> All right. Because if I feel comfortable with that, yeah. I don't mean you're going to be here till midnight. Well, here's what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? Australia are playing the Netherlands at the World Cup at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Until then, I'm yours. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Can I tell you, this is the truth, and I'm not just saying this. We were voted number one by the Podcasters Association of America. The Todd Glass Show. Voted number one by the Podcasters Association of America. And you can't make that shit up. Then we do it because we... <laughs> No, what do you think? Oh, hello, you think I just called, please? Hey, can you make me a, jing- a jingle illegally? No, they tell you, well, do you have this certificate? You send it over, we'll make you a jingle. I've had it, believe me. I called up there before I had that, uh, before I had the certificate. I asked the guy to make me a jingle. No, we need to see a certificate. So what we're going to do is we're going to play you again. We're all going to get up there. Right. And by the way, I'm, I'm to George Carlin, I mean this. Uh-huh. KC is here. Yeah. KC, uh, I mean, usually, you know, we acknowledge who's in the room. Uh-huh. So, Casey, you're a stand-up comedian, right? You can yell real loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your last name? You're, you're, don't move the mic because that will make me crazy. And I'm, I'm, believe, Normally I would be afraid to tell people that, but you seem so nice that uh, I can get away no, with it. No, I like that you told me. Ron Funches, and was now pick, I know. Ron Funches was picking wax off the candle all week. I didn't want right. to hurt his feelings. No, you know what? <laughs> all right, so what is your last name? Uh, Casey Skinner. Yeah. Okay, cool. I felt well. We'll talk. I don't. It's probably not important to talk about off the air. I think you owe me a hundred bucks. <laughs> anyway, okay. So let's play. We go up there. We shoot a good video. You know, uh-huh. uh, what's your uh, your hold on your podcast? I wrote it down yeah. here. How's uh-huh. Roma doing? Is the dog good? Ramona. Ramona, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> I say her name wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your wife? Say it completely different. <laughs> say it completely different, whatever I tell you. Your, your wife's name, it doesn't even rhyme. Uh, how's Julie, huh? Yeah. No, you say, actually, I, her name is, actually, and it sounds uh, yeah, no. How's Julie? Her name's Jennifer. Ah, she's great. <laughs> sure. I loved her. He doesn't even acknowledge. That person's brilliant. Uh, Do it again. Hey, how's Diana? Yeah, it's Debbie. Ah, make it even I, further away. Okay. Further. Oh, how's Diana? It's Brad. Brad, Brad, you know what? Do what you want. You're not hurting anybody. The fuck? As long as you like my meatballs, I welcome you into my restaurant. That's the owner of that restaurant. He doesn't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. Hey, listen, uh, you know, whatever you put whatever you put in your salad, it ain't hurting nobody. I love those people that speak in metal. What are you talking about? Hey, you know, you, you eat a radish or you can throw it out. It's still gonna, right. You're going to pay for it. Huh? Oh, listen. 
So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get uh, up there in front of that thing. We're going to get the disco light going. Uh, Troy, you are allowed to pull out your camera. Okay, thank you, Todd. I know. I, I pointed out because Tro- I'm not kidding. He, he starts to bring in so many things I with him. you exaggerate that. I don't think so. I think if, if I asked 20 of your friends who was right, they'd agree with me. I, I, I'm going to say four would agree. Troy, you brought gels to my house uh, a week ago. We weren't even shooting anything. You no, sound, I, I you're, brought, like, you're like me. <laughs> I, I brought black wrap for uh, lighting. He, by the way, God, you know what? I can't even comedically tease him. I fucking love him. Right. He gave me a piece of, you know when you see like a set and they take a light and they have this, it's like black tinfoil, yeah. but a little black thicker? Yeah, people don't know what black wrap is. They In think this industry. They think it's you had gone down to Roscoe's. Anyway. <laughs> I don't even. Uh, uh, so, listen. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm not responsive. It didn't even mean anything, but I was afraid people would think it did. And take that out, too, because they're wondering what I'm talking about. Or leave it all in. What am I hiding from? I didn't say anything wrong. Isn't it amazing? You know you didn't say anything wrong, but you're worried it might. I just said it because it was so fucking stupid, like black rap. What's that have to do with because a lot of black people go to Roscoe's? Oh, Jesus. Now I'm only digging the whole deeper. <laughs> a lot of black people do go there, and a lot of white people go there. More black people. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe they have better taste. Because can, t- can I tell you the truth? If I'm going to stereotype, it, positive stereotyping isn't fair either. It's not. And that's what I hate because sometimes I want to do it. You know why more black people go to Roscoe's? Because they're fucking right. It's fucking unbelievable. It should, we, we should be ashamed that white people aren't in there as much. It's fucking great. The chicken, the syrup. But it has nothing to do with black or white. It has to do with a group of people that understand the taste is so fucking good at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they're the people I like. I'm embarrassed of my race. Excuse me, guys. I just had to duck to the bathroom. What did I miss? Oh, I was saying that I was in Roscoe's. <laughs> the guy was not afraid to repeat it all over again. Listen, I got to leave all that in. I can grow, to. too. Plus, they give me a discount if I mention their place. <laughs> Imagine if that, if that was your live read, if that was your integration. You had some deal with oh. Roscoe's, and that's the way you were that's doing the plug. Oh, fuck Squarespace. This is how you do an integration. If you do go to Roscoe's, please enter the promo code, no. BlackRap. Oh, Jesus Christ. That would, you know what sucks? People, if they found that out, would go, that's bullshit. We believed him. Well, it is delicious. Roscoe's. You're going to love it. <laughs> Hi, this is... What's this? Oh, no, don't play this yet. Go! Thank you. Isn't there one with it loops around and it plays again? There is. I just thought it'd be a good time to play that. No, but 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 I like it when it ends, but it keeps going. So throw this one out, but use the one where it goes. Willie Anderson is boom, and then it kicks right back into the to the okay. to, to the lyrics again. Um, but it's all good. Oh my god! Is everything okay? Everything's great. I, by the way, to let you know, I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> How this all started. You are a professional, by the way. This, this, this all started because I asked how. Uh, what's your dog's name? Ramona. Ramona. And, yeah. And it's but I said it wrong, didn't I? Yeah. What did I say, Ramona? I don't know. You just left out a, just a, a syllable or something. What type of dog is it? 
It's a French bulldog. Oh, man. They're all dogs you want to bite, but I'm not just kidding. Oh, my God. Extra with them. I mean, ridiculous. Bite that fucking wrinkled face. I oh swear to God, God, I can't. I just suck on it. Just ridiculous. How old is she or he? She. she. Um, and they have, like, little people faces. They look at you. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. You know how dogs, all dogs, will sometimes cock their head when uh-huh. they... If that dog does it, it's uh-huh. worse because it's cuter. Oh, it's the Am cute. I right? Yeah, no, you. I, I'm 100% with you on this. <laughs> She's like the best. I talked to her on Skype. She doesn't understand. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's in Australia. And like, so, like. Who my, has her? Oh, my, my ex girlfriend. We, we live together for like. Why don't you two get along? I've learned this tricks of interviewing. <laughs> What's going on? We'll, talk. we'll be right back. Why did Will Anderson leave his girlfriend in a fit of rage? We'll take a break. <laughs> You're listening to the Todd Glass Show, America. When we come back, why did he not get custody of his dog? <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be right back. You know it's true. You know it's Australian because you hear Australian music. And we'll be back right after this with Will Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. Does this mean anything to you? Yeah, this is Billy I want to hear something cool, what Echo does, and then we're going to do what we said. Okay. Close your eyes. Now may pretend we're watching the show live. More Echo. More. We're in the front row. Now it fills the room. All right, shut that off. What was the fuck I'm making Will do over there? Poor guy was trying. He's closing his eyes going, what am I, in a luna, uh, in an institution? On a loony bin? No, I enjoy it. Yeah, okay, so we're going to redo that intro, and you're uh-huh. going to shoot it. I, I, I'm going to, I get a little lost there, I've got to be honest. I was having so much fun, whatever we were laughing at. <laughs> oh, about the... that started with the dog's name. How is Ramona, anyways? good. <laughs> I want to prove that I... love I can... her. I threw her a birthday party. Oh, yeah, we talked about yeah. stuff. We're okay. So, yeah, I threw her, I threw her a uh, birthday party. I know that's such a first-world indulgence thing to do. You said she was how old? She's 18 months. So, oh, like, I threw her first... Her, her birthday, if anyone wants to get her a present, it's Halloween. Uh, so. Give an address. I bet my listeners yeah. are very... <laughs> seriously, my listeners are very kind. I'm sure my ex-girlfriend would love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. If just random shit started <laughs> arriving for the dog... <laughs> Maybe you could start a PayPal. What's her name? What's your girlfriend's name? I mean, your dog's Amy. name. Amy. Ramona. Ramona. Oh, Ramona. Amy. And Amy. Ramona. Yep. Ramona. Maybe if, she lis- maybe if you listen to the show later, I don't want her Look, to be bored. Oh, Ramona. Okay. Hey, you- everyone talk to Ramona. 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 Come on, Ramona. Come on, Ramona. Hey, Ramona. Ramona. You're so cute. You want a treat? Yeah. Do you want a piece of... Do you want a chocolate bar? Go for a walk? What? No, you don't give dogs chocolate. Don't give them chocolate. What? She, uh, you can hear her on my podcast. She she often is heard in the background or snoring on my lap as she was the other day. We we were trying to you know uh, do a little research today. So oh. we heard the first episode where she was barking. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's you got to leave that in, right? Because that's what you should let her in the room. Let her in the room. Right. I do this thing. This is the most recent episode. That's the one that you would have heard. Is like I have this little just machine that I plug two microphones into, but I also use. That 
that machine to like record my gigs. So you have to push one button to change it over from the microphones in to the microphones out, right. or otherwise it records. So my friend and I like did this whole episode where it's just recording on this little speaker, but we're holding microphones in oh, front of our face <laughs> that are not recording. But not even that, they're blocking our voices right. from getting towards the thing that is actually recording. And uh, by the way, my, my dog, who's outside a door that is closed, apparently this recording device not only can't hear us that are right near it, but can hear through doors if yeah. dogs are barking. So the dog's like louder than us for about the first five minutes. But, you know, we released it anyway because it's a podcast. What's your dog's name? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I wanted to scare you. I wanted to see if I could scare you. I wanted to see what I would have to do for people here to call the ambulance for me. No, he's obviously having a seizure. Uh, he's asked my friend's dog named... Will it's like, I feel like I'm in that Tom Cruise movie. Don't you think in that Tom Cruise movie, that new one, Edge of Tomorrow, you know, the one where he's living the same day I don't know movies. Have you not seen the advertisements? No. It's like a bit... Okay. Oh, the new one coming out? It's just come out. And he's like, he gets... He's some futuristic thing. So it's set in a new future of our world. And he gets killed over and over. So he becomes a super soldier by training more and more each time. It's like Groundhog Day, but in the future. Oh. So that's my problem with it is like... Wouldn't you say when you were explaining it to him in the movie, oh, oh it's like Groundhog Day. Because, like, he was alive when Groundhog Day was out. Like, he could have seen Groundhog Day. I think that would have been a better way in the movie rather than pretending Groundhog Day had never happened. That, do you imagine this Tom Cruise futuristic movie that is like, oh, yeah, you're coming back in time, like Groundhog Day. So, oh, yeah, look, put it in the movie. Day. That makes complete sense. No, listen, it's right, like just Groundhog, watch this. Groundhog Day. Day. Thank you. <laughs> It's like Groundhog Day. So now they're all going to make pretend that nobody saw Groundhog right. Day. What? No oh, is it see. like that? I didn't even... Right. I swear to God, I didn't even think about it. I that. didn't think about it. I never... Oh, come on. You know me. I would never do that. I swear. Maybe I... I no. I, I'm happy to believe we're in the near future and we're fighting robots, but I can't believe we're in the near future and everyone has forgotten one of the greatest comedy movies of all time. What? Like, oh, Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. Oh. <laughs> I really didn't. I for, I didn't forget. I just forgot in the moment. <laughs> All right, listen. Don't think you're going to get out of. I want that on tape, or or I want to shoot that. So we're going to go back up there. Uh, Jake, are do you, are you comfortable taking the lead? Because I think you know you probably have more rhythm than me. So whatever you do with your arms, you go like that. We're going imi- to yeah, keep it easy. You know what I mean? Anyway, okay. so let's take a deep breath, and then we're going to do this. And uh, and then there's other stuff to talk about. I'm going to find out what time it is. We have, here's what I did, if you like treats. I put some Starbucks iced coffee in the freezer part of the refrigerator so it gets some ice chips in it. Then we pour it in the glasses and we put whipped cream on it. All right. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. Or, you, you know, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really good. Why won't you have something to look forward to? <laughs> I know I need it. Um, the green, oh, I was going to play that, too. We'll do that later, too. I, I listened to the uh, the uh, commercial on your show where they made a commercial for living in a neighborhood with... Uh, nuclear? Nu- with nuclear. You probably don't even remember it. I don't remember. I know. It's okay. I get it. But I, but I liked it. And it's, it's something they did where they had to make a commercial. Well, we'll play it later. I'm okay. sorry. I don't need to set it up. <laughs> All right. So let's take a deep breath. All right. So everybody's good. We got some fresh air. Um, okay. Come back all calm. Uh, so let's do uh, the intro again. Now, I know sometimes I think, should we edit this out? But you know what? You Just know that you can 15 second ahead, 15 second, 15 second. But in here, we're having a good time. You know, We're going to redo it. We're going to try to put a little more production into it. I thought of some moves. Well, Jake, has, Jake has seen some moves. By the way, if you want to send dog treats to Ramona, 
Send them to uh, Brillstein Entertainment and Kara Toglass, and I'll forward them because um, I think that would be the best thing to do. <laughs> I don't know why. I would love, you know what? I can't, no dog treats. I need money, and I'm starting my own account just for, because I, I decided I love money and I want people to uh-huh. send it to me. Do you think it's a good idea? Would you, as, as uh, uh, would you uh-huh. say people should send me money? Yeah. Thank why not? You. I see, folks. Why would I tell you to do that if it was? I I like money. What, what are you going to use it for? I'm starting a Kickstarter. I want to uh-huh. get money. Yeah, and, but and, it, do you have any? Uh, like, I don't know right now. Specific I, things you're going to do with it? I just love having it. Right? No, no, no. I'm fine. Would you like? But would you? What would you use it for? Well, I'm going to give. Or you just want to keep it. At first, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I, you know, be I don't. Honest. I don't want any PayPal for the show anymore. We're closing that down. Leave people the fuck alone. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I really, I am going to close that down. But I just started a Kickstarter. Well, we started, and we're starting a Kickstarter for people because I want to have a lot of money. Yeah. And as part of the payment for people, let's say they donate a dollar. Yeah. What, what do I give them? What do you give them? I tell them how much money I have, and I know uh-huh. people could go, oh, like that's, an "That's a dick." It's in a weird way. Wouldn't you? Lo- uh-huh. Let me. Let me. Here's the way I put it. Well, yeah. If I found out that anybody in this room, by the way, to George Cohen, I'm being honest. Yeah. Be which honest. is weird. If I found out Jake, if I was away for two weeks, I go, did you see what Jake did? He started a Kickstarter, and uh-huh. he was sort of being silly. He said he just wants money. He made $10,000. Right. I'd be fucking happy for him. I would get it. And guess who would be one of those people that would call in and give him money? Me. Yeah. Because, and if every day I could find out, he made 12. That's what you, it's just fun to watch this. So why can't people do it for me? Right. I would be. I would do it for you. But also, by the way. You're angry at people for not sending money, I, I, I hear it in your voice. I am, but that's what the investing in things, that's what the speculation is. That's you're what really pissed off. Is. I've never seen I you like this. Off. So you're angry because. you know what? People invested in Twitter. They paid heaps of money for Twitter. They're like, okay. I'll, and they're like, do you know how this will make money? No one's got any idea how it'll make money. But I don't know. We'll pay for it anyway. Will. You might, you're just giving. I mean, you make sense. You've already given them something. You've given but them what this. What am I going to do? Something bad with it? Am I a horrible person? I mean, you know, the joke. Maybe you could become one no. if you had enough money. No, no, no. And no. then money you, changes Will, people. You Will, know? seriously. I've shut, seen it. Shut We've the both fuck seen up. it. Shut John. the fuck up. You know, it's Will. like you've oh had some people, God. they Will. suddenly get a little up. bit of coin, Will. and suddenly they're not the person they used to be. They're not returning your calls anymore. Okay, now i got to do damage control. You're turning it negative. And you're like, hey, it's me. And you actually see them. Like, they block you. They're like, oh, I'm to you Australia, know, I swear to I've God, got, like, you, you know were helping like, me. Right? Oh, you don't listen. Oh, atheist. Well, I'm just saying, it's just a question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Here we go. You ready? Go ahead.
That, to George Carlin, is the most I've ever exuded myself during a song for this show. <laughs> Off stage in my professional life, well, I was a professional sure. dancer, sure. Uh-huh. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you never forget. One time I was hanging out, uh-huh. I don't want to name drop, with Jim Gaffigan, and yeah. I was saying, in my house, I'll silly dance. I wasn't really thinking uh-huh. I was worried about that. What if I said, I don't want to name drop. I was with Screech from Saved by the Bell. Oh, I was God, with his really? publicist. Yeah, okay. A friend of his publicist. Um... So I was at, what was my, oh, so I was hanging out, talking about dancing. Like, that was just yeah. fun to do. Uh-huh. So one time I was hanging out with Jim Gaffigan. I go, I don't want to really dance. I was talking to him and Jeannie, like, I don't want to go to a wedding. I don't really like dancing. Uh-huh. I just don't want to dance. Uh-huh. But I go, I guess I do because at my house or just at the podcast when we're just silly dancing, uh-huh. yeah, I love it. Uh-huh. But then no one heard that in the contents. That, so at the table next to me, all they hear is this. Like, so a second later I go, I guess I want to dance. I want to dance, I guess. They think I'm like some older guy deciding I want to dance professionally. Right, yeah. They're like, oh, he's having a breakthrough or something? All right. I want to dance. Yeah. That's all they hear. Well, I want to dance, mommy. Yeah, you're having you a fo- footless moment. Yeah, so, like I want to dance. Yeah. Like, who's this guy who just decided right. he wanted to dance? And I, then I get paranoid, but of course I was, it's all in my own head. I wanted to go, I don't really want to dance. I just... Well, Silly dance. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something that I have not ever told anybody before out loud, but I feel comfortable, and because you've told me that, I'm going to tell you this thing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, one night uh, during the Adelaide Fringe Festival, Adelaide has a, a massive uh, a fringe comedy festival, and it's a really cool festival. And on the last night, there's a bit of a party, and I had been at that party, and I'd been taking part in that party, and then I was walking home at about like five or six o'clock in the morning down this like empty mall, and it's like a you know it's a there's no no cars can go through. It's like a paved in mall and it's got like benches all over the place and like you know kind of like statues of weird pigs eating out of the bins but anyway it's like cultural you know it's been and i started doing like that fred astaire like tap dance like where i was like i had like my ipod on and i was listening to music and i'm like Dan- i'm jumping up onto the like the benches and then doing what i imagine are these really cool like singing in the rain like twists off the like and doing this whole thing down the entire mall like oh which my, I, I, by beautiful. the way i assume there's like cctv footage of because it like it was a popular shopping mall so if you could probably piece together me down that night all the security guards from the front of the shops but how yes. much fun was it oh it was so much well fun. you know once you said you had your music on uh-huh. well first of all even without it i could imagine just getting into the yeah. zone but with music forget yeah. about it yeah right, you're i there, went right, right there with you yeah and there, how many songs should you listen to that would be great, depending on what, whatever you want to do? It's, right. I'm trying to think of whenever I did... You know, the first time... Not the first time, like it's a big deal, but uh, <laughs> that I did something like it. I remember being... I had an old Wagoneer with the paneling, and like we would always get into an act like we were family. I, yeah, okay. Just, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, right. but I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it sounds to me like you've got some guy from like... 200 years ago who like 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 an old guy who was in charge of a wagon and that's what oh, i imagine wagon-y. you say so i have this old wagon here like you have this prospector or something it's like I this had, guy who's at like first I had no, what are you talking about at first when you said that i go i didn't know what the fuck you were talking like what right. part of my story doesn't he get i really yeah. thought that yeah. i thought what the part of and then i go wagoneer and then i said it from a perspective of not knowing right. oh a wagoneer you're right well, who's the wagoneer right hey the wagoneer is here yeah right hey i was a wagoneer for over 35 years, I remember coming in to see comedian Todd Glass, first Wagoneer. Anyway. All right. That's how far I can right. take a bit. That's why I'm not good on those shows. Whose line is anyway? I do it for two seconds. I go, I can't think of anything else. 
I, I can't keep faking it. Once I don't know what it is. Once I don't know. Once I know it's garbage I'm delivering, I have to stop. <laughs> I can't just. Keep, yeah. I could come up with shit right. to do. Oh, you're a plumber. I'm yeah. a gardener. Well, good yeah. to see you. But if yeah. I got nothing funny to say, <laughs> then the bit's over. I'm not going to just. Right. I could have fake, boring dialogue, and that's why uh, such a, a small person. That's why when you go to see sketch, I uh, learned this. The brilliant sketch. Yeah. Just like there's a lot of bad stand up, but there's right. a lot of brilliant stand ups. Uh-huh. I learned that with sketch. At first, I didn't realize it. I'm like, oh, yeah, probably most sketch is bad. Right. But then when you see good sketch, the, I just remember it coming to me. You, would, you might think I sound like an idiot where I went, oh, the dialogue is interesting. They uh-huh. don't just get to where I'm a plumber. It's a little parody of it sometimes when we see bad improv, but a lot of it's not far from it. They take a few suggestions. They don't. But then when I watch them do brilliant things like dialogue that would have been written and funny in a sitcom, I'm like, oh, that's good sketch. Right. And I thought, I'm going to go see it more, you know, because like, oh, I would crave this. Like people crave stand-up comedians. And uh, I know that's weird because I am one. And uh, that was uh, 10 years ago. I've never seen it since. No. <laughs> that's the point of that story yeah. is to say nothing changes. Yeah. The point of that story is we say a lot of things. <laughs> we, <say> a lot <laughs> of we, we, we imagine a lot of things for ourselves that we never do. I personally am going to learn lots of languages. <laughs> not going <laughs> to. I can tell you right now. You know how many- I've been saying that for 10 years, and I imagine I'm not going to do it for the rest of my life. No. So I'll keep saying it, but it's not going to happen. How many- <laughs> Don't how- come up to me five years from now and hey, say something learn- in a foreign language. What do you know? What I languages wanna- do you know? I know English. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. I tell you something? I'm, I'm, I'm going to bear my soul because I don't bear think anything yourself. bad ever comes of it. Sure. It just I did not pay attention in school. Uh-huh. No, I, I'll give myself a little more credit than that. I really really did not do it in well school because it was hard for me to follow, genuinely and legitimately now. I had, like, bad, you know, ADD. I could not mm-hmm. focus. I didn't even know what it was. They barely knew about it. Um, wait, what, what were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> now, come on. I have something. I have, what? Learning languages. Learning, yeah, learning different so, languages. Yeah, so I tried, and I remember thinking... Todd, you're not going to be able to learn another language. Right. You barely, seriously, no, with no sarcasm. Uh-huh. People go, oh, I barely learned English. I barely knew English. Yeah, sure. It was so hard for me, everything. I go, so just let's not take another language. So I never did. But, yeah. Oh, here's the part. So I don't know a lot. I'm so glad I remembered it because that story was true, although not directly what I wanted to say. This has to do with... Um, what learning languages. Learning oh, languages? Oh, 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 no. No? I'm sorry. Learning languages. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a quick little story while oh, you no, think no, of no. your story. Is that hold okay? Hold on, hold on. What was it? Please, please. Oh, oh, oh. A oh. question I was going to ask okay. you. Good. Uh, and I thought, I should know this. Right. But I was nervous. Uh-huh. But Australia, in Australia, what language do they speak? Oh, uh, right. Okay. <laughs> that is a good question. Right. Because, no, it's, yeah. it's a question of like, and, I'm, and I thought, because I thought, well, do you know two languages? Because yeah. you know... Uh, what, what do we speak here? Uh, English. English. So I thought, uh, <laughs> Amer- I, I know we speak English. American. I'm, I'm high. Um, Some people say, well, no, I had someone here say, they, they said, well, I love your accent. And I said, I love your accent. And they said, oh, well, I don't have an accent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, no, you understand that you also have an accent. You have an American accent. <laughs> Yours isn't neutral, and everyone else has an accent. <laughs> like, I know that's how America sees the world. Like, everyone else is foreign. Like, you are also foreign to other people. Like, that, I, I just need to give you that... When he says things that make sense, we salute it, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show, ladies and gentlemen. 
700 million trillion zillion downloads across America. <laughs> the widest. You really overdo your, your... Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Okay. I can, can you do me a favor, Troy? Can you, I'm a little thirsty. Can you get me a glass of whiskey? <laughs> I'm just getting a bottle of water. <laughs> I wish I was cool like that. Hey, I'm thirsty. Get me a glass of whiskey. Yeah. A glass of whiskey. So uh, is this an old thing? Hey, I'm, uh, I know. I'm uh, back the way drunks used to be in the old movies. All right. I've lost I'm all day Sunday, and I got all day Monday to Sunday up. Really? Is that the way drunk people talk? <laughs> Officer Defer, I've only had T Martinis and I've got all day sober to Monday up. All right, carry on. <laughs> all right, so listen. So we were talking about the you, you said about oh yeah, I love that about people think no, our language. Well that's why I think our language is neutral. Is that what you're sort of saying? Yeah. That to me that's why colored is worse, more egregious than other words used. Colored right. insinuating what? We're the right color? Right. Like clear is the right color and you're colored. What color? What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? I mean, colored. Am I right? Does that you, no, make any absolutely. sense at all? You might as well say others. Right. It you sounds so like it's like the main and then they're colored. others. Everybody else. They're We're you're all, all colored. You're, you're all in a catch-all. Yeah. Invisible is, uh, right. is what you think you are, and you're not. You're white. You're colored, yeah. you dumb fuck. Like if you have to tick a box to say you are it. Like, then, then someone's not treating you as an equal. Do you know what I mean? Like, as a general rule, if you're a question on a box, the other person doesn't think you're exactly equal with, with them. That's like, you know, I mean... Does that echo what uh, Jeff Tate was saying last week about if we all just went into it just thinking, like, everybody wants what you think you want, and they deserve it, so just give it to them. Stop thinking anybody deserves more. You know what you want? That's what everybody wants. Right. Is that hard? Why, that's so... So and also, hard. remember that we're all interconnected. Like, you know, that our success relies on each other. You don't know if the dickhead in front of you, like, who's cutting you off in traffic or making your day bad because they don't walk at the same pace as you do. Maybe their hips are sore or they have tinier legs or they're not in the rush that you're in that day and they don't realize that you're late or whatever. They might be the person who's listening to your podcast or downloading your album or buying your cake in your shop or, you know, maybe, like, paying money to the school where the guy buys... Well, all interconnected we're all in this shit together so it doesn't matter like you know so a yes we all have our own motivations but b let's also remember that we're all not playing the same game we all have different motivations what's important to me is not important to you the most important moments in my life are things that if they happen to everybody else they would not understand that they were important moments either in my life and they wouldn't be important moments in their life and the sooner that we realize that we all are doing this for different reasons but we all have to do it vaguely in the same space so it would be cool if we just helped out each other as much as possible then Anyway, whatever. I'm no, not whatever. You know what? I, I sort of like I, – I wrote a book. I'll mention it real quick. And, and I like – I bought your book, by the way. Thank you very much. You know I could have given you – No, no, no. I no. Listen, we argue for a half I an bought, hour. Yeah. <laughs> the Todd Glass Situation, voted number one by the Book Club Association of America. I don't keep playing that. I have a guest here. It's rude. <laughs> the Todd Glass Situation, voted number one by the Book Club Association of America. Stop it already. I'm I being silly. Will, would you? <laughs> okay. No, what you said. Oh, okay. That's why. I, I, not that's why. I like when, when, you, when you talk. 
Whenever people start talking about this stuff, it just gets it gets all my juices flowing, as they say in the business. But I feel like we're so, like in the business, in, like the, a, in the juice in, business, in the juice business. Oh, not in the, in the entertainment business. I don't uh, know. You've, shit, you've, but got, in the juice you've business. got a cold pressed juice business, right? <laughs> Up the road here, nine dollars a bottle. You're doing well. I mean, to be the honest, juice business. I sure. mean, write a book or start a juice business in West Hollywood. Come on. Even if I'm, even no if I'm wrong, no one's reading here, mate. They're drinking juice. That's no, your plan. The juice business. Yeah. You know, you see me. I do stand up anymore. Right. Juice. Everybody wants juice. Nobody's right. ba- nobody's lining up for stand up comedy, but they're lining up for my juice. For juice. And I, your name's already glass. <laughs> I mean, it's. <laughs> hey, you had a show glass house, didn't you? Right. It's true. I know. <laughs> No, Wait, you took the name. Hang on. What, what no, I don't t- want to talk about it on the air. <laughs> what he, do you mean? he sued me for the. No, I don't even want to do that bit. It's so stupid. I feel like I lobbed a pile of shit at you. It's so stupid. At least I caught myself. Oh, glass! You took. There's nothing there. Okay, listen. Uh-huh. Here's what I think in the positive light. Right. I think we are socially moving more forward than we are with our financial problems. I get it how some people that want to be decent go, but man, socially, I get it. We're making a lot of progress, but we're fucking in the hole financially. What's so wrong of me to think this? By the way, I'm repeating what I said already on the show, but for you. Um, We do tell stories how this society has changed. We've had better periods than others. There's no reason why 50 years from now there can't be a story that 2015, maybe 16, 17, 18. And what would be so crazy to think this could be our story? Picture a little kid. You know, the history writes itself. And here's how they're talking 50 years from now about 2016, 17, 18, 19. Well, economically, they were in a horrible situation. But you know what I mean? I'm making it up, but it makes sense. Yeah. But socially, they started to treat people a lot better. And what they didn't expect is it answered the economical problems because they didn't realize it when going into this. But when everyone started to be treated fair, it fucked things up. But then it got better. And then people – it ended up when people are treated equal and decent and kind, they end up working better. They end up operating better. So inevitably, it did answer our long, long fucking term economical problems because you have to treat people decent for a while for it to start paying off and it did and then you picture a little kid hearing that and going that makes sense because it does as judge judy would say because it does make sense right right okay well firstly you got a fucking problem will i'll come over there i'll punch your face (laughs) the rising tide lifts all boats firstly we all understand that but the second thing is that we've changed a lot in a hundred years we really have we've gone from a time where you know black and white people couldn't get married that aboriginal people the indigenous people of australia couldn't vote like within my lifetime like you know heaps of shit has already like changed in our lifetime so there's a lot of hope that you know in the future, we could be looked at as really positive people, as people who... But you don't want to be the people they make the documentaries about, you know? You don't want to be the last people. That's what I don't understand about, like, countries like my country that still... Do, like, it, like, even if you're, like, don't believe in gay marriage, even if you, like, uh, you honestly don't believe that gay people should be getting married, as a politician who are the most cynical of all people, who are meant to predict where things are going, you've got to understand that 20 countries in the world already have it, and it's only going to get more and more. It isn't going backwards, right? Oh, oh. So wouldn't you just do it for fucking... Do you, do you want to be the person they make the fucking documentaries about? That's what... Because you know what? It's okay to be up the front of a change... And by the way, you've already missed being up the front if you haven't got on board because 20 countries in the world. You know what? 
Canada's had gay marriage for 10 years. This is always my thing that I find hilarious when people are like, well, if gay people get married, people will marry their dog. I'm like, they've had gay marriage in Canada for a decade. Not one dog wedding. Not one. But that's proved wrong. Not one. You've got to marry a dog within 10 years. They do not live forever. Like, seriously, right? I got I to interject on something that I thought you said was like, just fucking right up my alley. And I'm sorry for... Uh, when you said like, okay, let's say you're not doing it for the goodness of your heart, which is why you should want right. it. Because, oh, you get it. But even if you just don't look like a pile of shit, that's my gun to the head analogy that I think someone that makes those rules knows it. They go, come on, just look at the way the world is. Now, they might go, well, I'm standing up for what's right. They do. I believe. And guess what somebody said to me, and I hope I can bring full closure to this. They go, Todd, you think all these people put as much thought as you do and you think they're over there going no i'm against it i have looked at it and i looked at what other countries are doing and uh no i don't think it's going to go that way i think they don't think about it like that because if they did they'd think what you thought right if they thought where is it going what are we going to do how to how does my by the way as much as we think we're in a recording age right now Really, what happened in the 50s was really when we get to first time in this society where you get to really, it's on fucking recorded. You know what I mean? Like when, when was it first where TV shows, you know what I mean? In our modern day, it was pretty recent. So I understand how the people in the 50s maybe could have made mistakes because they didn't have the stuff, as much stuff from right. the 20s. To, to look at. You know what I mean? I, I think the gist of what I'm saying is right. Some people in my ears would be off. The people in the 40s didn't have the people to – but it, n- the people that are making the mistakes now, we see what it looked like in the 50s to be even moderately hateful. Even the people that thought were to be open-minded. It's on tape. We watch it. So this is the generation that should be mortified because we watched it. So if anybody goes, well, why aren't the people from the 20s embarrassed about the people from the 18th? Because they didn't get recordings of it. But that's why it is going faster and faster forward. Because even what you said earlier in this podcast, you talked about the idea of that in the old days. And I've done it myself. Like I I understand this. This within my last, say, five years or 10 years, I've developed this far from being the sort of person who would make a joke about a guy going, into prison and being raped by another guy and gone through an evolution within the last five years of my lifetime of me going, you know what? Or like maybe like five years ago or whatever, I would have made a joke that relied on the punchline being that someone was like overweight. And then you learn more about how people feel about that topic. And you're like, you know what? I'm not really doing fat jokes anymore because it doesn't feel like something that I feel comfortable with what I know now, what I know now, what I've learned from listening to people. And like the idea that I would talk about transgender issues so differently today than you would have heard me talk about those issues, say, five years ago. Because in the last five years, I've learned a lot more about, you know, those issues and how people feel about the languages you'd use. And like, you know, in the old days, the, the way that you might use the word tranny without even being hateful. You're not a hateful person. I'm not like I'm literally I would be described someone and just saying something that I didn't know was something that would be hateful to them or offensive to them because I didn't know. And by the way, right? I'm going to bring clarity to something. Sometimes I feel I can do it really good, really quick, and very often I flip it to make a point. But you brought up the trainee thing. Now, I know in the, tra- in, the, in, the, in, the, in the transgender community, look, I know I'm in the intent of saying something good here. So if I mispronounce a word, uh-huh. well, I'm going there. I, I have no problem with correcting myself, but I think I'm doing pretty good. In the community, there are certain people that don't mind the word trainee. But guess what? 
it's still okay to stop doing it. Right. A lot of people – I got I even a letter this? from someone that said what to me from a good part. They would, Look, it, I'm not worried about offending – if one person, yes, you can have one lunatic. But if a big majority of the transgender community don't like it, and let's say there's 20 percent that go, I don't care. You're not hurting anybody by not doing it because don't tell me the people that don't care are missing it once it's gone. Then It's not like they're going to go, no, that's my – they don't well, care. I always, I always think from your point of view, like what am I giving up? Like if I, I'm not – like it doesn't – you know what I mean? It's, like it, there's it's nothing. so true. It's like, that's the thing that I don't get. If it hurts you – and it's like my friends who will use like gay as a – like, you know, and I understand young people use that term. I'm not even judging people for using it. I'm just saying I won't use it because enough people have said to me but, that using that term to them is like – I'm like, well, I don't need to. Like I literally have all these other words. It's like rape jokes. Like I'm not saying that people shouldn't do rape jokes. I've heard people do – rape jokes that were fun and satirical and all the things that a joke should be and I think any topic should be able to talk about but you know what there's so many things I can make jokes about so why am I bothering like if I'm not going to write the best rape joke of all time then you know what? I'll just write some jokes about some other things that other people aren't talking about. Yeah, and because you know and, what I mean, like I don't I need to I'm, joke about that. I'm with you, and and by the way, we, I love the way you said it too because we I've said this on the show before. I go, can rape be funny? And I, I guess I should. I I know one example. I'm not going to repeat it because I've told the joke on the show before. But can it be funny? Yes, it can be done brilliantly. Yeah. You don't care about the audience members that, that if they didn't like it. If you go, no, that's sad because that's a brilliant joke. But that's a ten percent of them, or five, or one percent of them so when it comes to defending those type of jokes it's like all i ask most comedians is like just is yours worth defending because i'll tell you why because if it's a joke about the mall and it sucks all right nobody gets hurt that's why you don't hear me going think about your joke at the mall you have a joke about the mall because if it's a shitty fucking dumb joke about the mall it doesn't hurt anybody or about something else but when you have jokes about rape or hitting children Think before you make your joke. Why wouldn't you want to? Go, am I on the right side of it? Is my joke helping the issue? Am I going to look back in 20 years? But again, I think there's a lot of comedians that think, unless you're saying, fuck this group and fuck that group, it's that in-between area. Like you said, I used to do heavy jokes. And I agree with you. I went, no... I don't. I don't need to do it. I have. I. I could make myself out to be stupid. I smoke cigarettes. It's, everyone has a vice that that you go. It's short term gratification. You can get into the mind of a person going through that and have empathy. There's something in your life, and if you don't think there is, then there's a blockage. Something. Listen to the question. The next time you make fun of an obese person, listen. Is there something in your life that is short term gratification for long time hard? No. Can't think of anything. No. Nothing. So have a little empathy, you know. So I, that's why I, I, I hope that you know I'll, I'll make no, nips and uh, I, I was going to say something and I forgot where I was going. No, I, but I agree with you about what you're saying. Is that like? But we should be able to have this conversation. We should be able to move on. And this is why I find it outrageous sometimes with the way our political system is, you know, set up. Where they're like, you said 20 years ago that blah blah blah, and you said 30. I don't care what someone said 20 or 30 years ago. I want to know what they think now. Because if you have the same opinion you had 20 or 30 years ago, then I don't want to hear what you have to say at all. 
Like, fucking 30 years ago, I thought Wham! were the best band in the world. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if I still thought Wham! were the best band in the world, then you should not trust my opinion on anything else, right? Some shit has gone on. Like, since that moment, you know? We should be able to update our information. We should be able to change our mind. It should be a beautiful thing to say to somebody, this is what I used to think, but then I found out this, and then I changed my mind. And that's why people get science wrong when they compare science to religion because science doesn't think it's right science thinks it's our best available guess on all the information we have up to that point and if here's what science believes and here's what i believe like in the same way as like someone's like do you believe in ghosts or do you believe in like you know what i don't believe in ghosts but if i one day see a ghost then maybe I'll believe in ghosts because maybe I'll have some evidence then that I believe in ghosts. Like, I'm not... Like, I don't have my head in the sand going, no, this is what I believe forever. I'm I'm going to, like, base my whole life around the best available evidence that I have to this point. That's why if, if diseases wouldn't be cured if people went out with religious tactics because I would hope a good scientist, even though he fucking believes like a motherfucker, this is the thing you use and this drug, this, right. you know, and someone proves them wrong. It, I think, I hope that's how they end up curing diseases because someone goes, oh, that's good information. Let me change what I thought. But if you two people went into a religious tactics, they'd be like, no, my way's right. My way's right. My way's right. My way. It's like fucking great. We're not curing any diseases here and we're not answering any problems with religion. That's why that was proof of it. If you put right. that same mindset to curing diseases, two religious people going at it with that tactic and supposed to go, as opposed to going, oh, I really thought that for the last year, but what you're saying makes sense, and why don't we come to a meet in the middle, which is probably, you know. I mean, you look at our job. Does that job. make sense, what I no, just said? It does, though, but you look Fuck at... Fuck the police. <laughs> I try to keep the show hip. You look, a lot of, you look at a lot of jobs, and it's rare in a job you think that they've nailed the technique and there is no further improvement. You know, so we should have this attitude in all our lives that we're trying to get better, you know, that we're trying to, okay, this is what they thought last time, and now this is how we've improved on that, and now this is how we've improved on that. First of all, you know, the, people say, oh, it's, it's uh, preaching to the choir. Guess what? I deserve it sometimes because it feels good here to come out of somebody else's mouth a little differently, maybe a little more clear, maybe it helps you fight the fight. You know, when you say things that I already agree with, some people think, well, what, you know, I love hearing it sometimes because it's said a little differently. I'm, I'm, I always answer to the naysayer. I don't even uh-huh. know if they exist. Oh, great. You're just sitting across from each other agreeing with each other. You're right. still learning new ways to uh, – you know, when you t- – But also – but the other thing I would say even on that point is like the amount of times that I listen to things – I don't understand this new world we live in where people think that you only have to see, hear things that you agree with. Like, what world is that? I listen to things that I don't agree with all the time. I went and saw, and look, to George Carlin, like, Bill Burr, one of the funniest men on the planet. He's, 95% of the things that he says on stage and the opinions he has are the complete opposite of the things that I think about the world. Like, I watched his set. Like, I went to Lago uh, last night and saw him and Nate Bogazzi, who's like, oh, my God. Like, he's about my favorite comedian on the scene at the moment. Just stunning. But, like, Bill topped and tailed it, was brilliant, was Bill. But 90% of the opinions that he has and the way he sees the world are the complete opposite of me at my heart of how I – the complete opposite. I find him – 
hilarious. I love to listen to Bill's opinions. I love to hear him prick through the shit that I have about myself. Like sometimes when he's making fun of those people, he's making fun of me. And I couldn't love it more because it challenges me on what I think. What is this new world that everybody thinks they have well, to live in I gotta where be- you only hear the opinions that you already believe? It's well, weird. I- I'm interesting slant on that because I'm confused about that because I always think every time that somebody says something like I heard a few newscasters say it, you know, freedom of speech. Just I love that she said it because it calmed me. It just means you don't go to jail. Everybody relax. Right. None of these people are going to jail. But I th- here's where I'm confused a little whether I agree, whether I not agree. Yeah, maybe maybe 100 percent agree sure. with you. Um, when those people say things, I'm actually a big uh, Bill Burr fan, too. So it makes it easy uh, that. Uh, most of the time, I think I agree with him. Sometimes I don't. But where I don't, I have to admit, I want him to change because I love him so much. And if, I'm on a, if I have a thing where I think, oh, no, 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 you're not right there. Because I, from, a, from, a, from a place, someone who fucking loves him, echoing back to what we said, this is all going to go down on history and it's, you're going to be watching you. And let me tell you something. Kids will listen to comedy in the car in 30 years. Now, even though you're defending that you could still enjoy it, because I agree. He, by the way, I think it helps that mostly I agree with, like, Bill. Mostly uh-huh. I, th- I haven't seen him in a while. But I, I don't know. He's one of those guys I love so much that I haven't seen him in a while. But I think I, think I do agree with most of what he says. Right. I think I really do. But in the, there are some times when I don't. And by the way. I'm glad that I'm even talking about this because sometimes you think it takes away from your amazing amount of respect for someone to admit that. The, no, it's like when I'm not uh, agreeing. To be honest, even as a, like as a comedian, it makes me admire him more because, like, to be honest, he's he's climbing a bigger hill it, for me. But it makes me. I, I think I don't know if that makes me admire him. I know I fucking love him so much. Right. But when it's those areas where I think he's wrong, I think if I thought he was wrong 90% of the time, no, I couldn't enjoy it. Because like we just said, because most of the time I think, oh, he's, he's got it right. He's got it right here. So I guess I feel like I want him on my side. So when I feel like he might be defending something, I go, no, 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 I want you to see it this way. Like I right. can't wait till I bump into him. So maybe I could even change his opinion. But the broader point that I was trying to make about that was that I don't understand this new society that we seem to live in where we just think, like if you don't like something, just don't. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you can just ignore and let them go off and do but their own the, thing and be their the own thing. Here's the problem I have right. with that. What do you say to the like, comedians that, like, let's say we're, we're mentioning people we really respect uh-huh. and in a teeny – at least me, in a teeny little area. I'm like, but okay, now let's move off of that. Let's say there are a comedian out there that's just doing an egregious sexist bit, uh, and I've seen them. I, uh, I'd rather oh, yeah. pick that than the gay thing because sure. it's it's no, no, know, say, I, I, I mean, have nothing to win. But also, it's much more prevalent than the gay thing. Like, I mean, the amount of times that you will see, look, I, I you know, and there's definitely people doing like you know homophobic gags still. But like, if you you can walk into any club on any night and see someone do something that's still misogynistic. Or yeah. sexist. So, so let I mean, me ask it's, you a, this. it's a very easy Bes- example. Besides heckling, uh-huh. okay, because I think a lot of intelligence audiences know that they can heckle. Forget about when they do. But a lot of times you hear just the collective silence of an audience that, uh-huh. that, by the way, there can be smart people gathered together in a room where the majority are smart. And I think that's when a sexist joke's told and not one person boos. They just don't laugh. Uh-huh. That's a brilliant way to, to, to explain yourself. So right. how dumb is that room when they collectively were brilliant enough to know that no matter how much they fucking hate what they hear on that stage, yeah. silence is their only civil and decent way to show it. So maybe that audience proved them smart. Therefore, their opinion of what you did wrong might be deservant. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm talking about. So as much as I agree, like when it's like, 
I want to say exactly what you're saying. What about when you see not a comedian like the one that we're mentioning, but just where 95, 100% of their act is just wrong, and they're, they're up there barking in the wrong direction. Uh-huh. And if I see someone tweet something about that that says, fuck that, I saw that comedian last night, I like it. Because uh-huh. so, so do you know what I mean? Like I don't think that comedian should be told what to do, limited no, no, to what. I but agree. I like sometimes that – now, do I think some people tweet negative things about comedians that I love? You fucking bet. I'm like, of oh, that's idiot. But sometimes people aren't dumb. Sometimes they're brilliant and they tweet things in the right direction. This, it's, sometimes they don't. But does also, that, okay, does that you, make any? No, it makes complete sense to me. I, I won't name this comedian, but I went and saw a Flip com- Schultz. <laughs> that's who it was. I can't believe you got it. <laughs> All right. That was very lucky because I had a gun to your head, not $10 million. So that would have been a tragic end to your podcast. <laughs> You've been so nice to me. Uh, there are some comedians uh, who... I think, right. the, I, think the greatest, I, I think the greatest thing you can have as a comedian, and this is what you learn from the world of podcasting is, is that I, I don't care how big the audience is. You just want some people who let you be... Who, like you want enough people who let you be who you want to be, right? And yeah. I've seen comedians, and I've seen big comedians, and comedians who I respect as being good comedians, but play to audiences, like 5,000 people in a room, and I've sat in that room, and I've seen the dead eyes of the comedian because they don't like their audience. The style of comedy they do like attracts an audience that they wouldn't want to... Here's the thing. I, my audience is never going to be as big as everybody's audience, but I, here's what I've always loved about my career. I like my audience. If I talk to them after the show, if they get what I'm talking about, they let me be what I want to be. Can I you say something? I mean? First of all, you've never heard me talk about this. No. You, you know, it's, it's, I echo what the words you just said so much that, that, that I wish I could hear some of these people, the, 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 the people that say horrible things uh, that are that, and then they hate their audience because yes, that's the audience you cultivate. We're not right. look. Let's be very clear. We're not talking about a guy that like maybe Zach Alvinakis who has this act that look. My opinion is you got to be sort of at least let's for a lack of a better word hip in the comedy world to get the act and get uh-huh. it. And the masses of the movie might not know he's not responsible for that. But when all you're known for is your radio or your podcast or your show on television, you know when it's specific then you have to be a little responsible for your audience. Right. And a lot of these guys that say that, the, you know, I wish they, they, their punishment should be their own audience. Because it well, is it funny is that, that it is funny. It is, though, right. I think. Because what you just said I agree with. It's like, God, there's nothing like, look, I'm not saying that if I was as big as maybe certain acts that I couldn't spend time with people. But until you can, yeah, I like meeting people that I like. And I, if that's the sign of me doing something right, that you kind people like you, right. then I got to take that as a, 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 a going in the right direction. Because, yeah, some of these, uh, you know, you, you see the audience they draw and you hear them talk about their audience. And it's like, you want to say, like, they're like, fuck, man, they're fuck. I've been on dumb radio shows, not the brilliant, not the smart ones, where they complain about their audience. And I, I don't have the heart to go, you know, if you put your stance down on a few of these issues, you'd shed some of your idiots out of your audience. you this wishy-washy stance that you have. That cl- you'll clear out some people. But, but you, you know what it is? We don't value what it is that we do enough. We, we still, like, we judge it by the idea that somehow, like, it's a problem if, you know... The thing that I always think of it like, you know what? If I'm going to write a show, if I'm going to come up with a joke, if I'm going to try to say something, like I've dedicated my life to this. I want it to be good. I'm not saying it's brilliant, but I'm saying I'm doing the best that I can possibly do. And here's what I'm going to say to you. I value what it is that I have. So you know what? I don't want dickheads to enjoy it. 
If you're a terrible person, I don't want you to enjoy that because I value this. I hope that I'm being entertaining. And for the audience who like what I do, I'm going to try my best like, to like, reward the fact that they you know, have supported me. But So if you're a dickhead who's like, oh, I don't think you're really funny, I'm like, great. Because I didn't want to entertain you. Or I have this terrible opinion on this thing. Okay, great. Because I also don't want to entertain you. Do you know Go what? and find some lesser entertainer to entertain you. And I'm going to try to come up with good entertainment for the people who like me. And you, and you know what? Maybe it's – look, I, I, I like a lot what you're saying. And I, and I like the specifics and what you say. Because you're saying, look, I'm not – you don't have to defend what you do. And that's sort of what I do sometimes. I feel like I'm saying what I do is good. And then sometimes uh-huh. I think, really? Is that what I'm supposed to – like I'm saying what I do is good. If I'm saying that's bad – Okay. Well, you're at so least allowed so to think that I, you think it's good. That's what? that's what you said perfectly. I, I would not fucking eat at a restaurant where the chef wouldn't try the fucking food. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I've, if I don't enjoy my comedy, right. if I don't think it's worth telling to someone, why am I telling it to someone? And Go and get a fucking job in a shop and keep it to yourself if it's not worth telling people. Right. And, and all like, your, I'm not saying that everyone's yeah. going to dig it, but you've got to at least believe it's worth saying or right. why you're fucking saying and it. And we shouldn't be and, – and <laughs> like, right. And, we, and we're, all we're saying, like you said, not that I think I'm so great. I think no. I care about what I'm saying. And I echo the words of my brother. He's a teacher. He said he doesn't have disrespect for teachers that teach differently than him. Uh-huh. He goes, no, no, there's teachers that teach differently than me, and I really don't like the way they teach. But they teach differently than me. He goes, my disdain comes from teachers that don't teach. Right. They don't try. They don't pretend to like it. They don't hide that they don't like it. So that's where a lot of his frustration my comes. God, it's in and the, I feel the same way about comedy. It's in the word of what we do, though. We describe it as having a sense of humor. Like, it's literally the words we use Watch to describe mouth. it. It's a sense of humor. Like, we all have a different sense of humor. Why do we? Why is comedy one of the only jobs in the world that if somebody doesn't get your sense of humor, like if, like, if somebody doesn't like the way that you drive your cab, they don't go, you're not a cab driver. But if somebody, like, doesn't enjoy your sense of humor, humor they're like you're not a comedian i'm like you know well, you know what my bank manager gave me a loan to buy a house based on the <laughs> fact that some people think i'm a comedian do you know uh doug uh, i was talking about that with doug's doug um, benson once and uh like exactly what we're talking about now and i think he brought clarity to it in in a, in a good way he goes now remember the only way to bring clarity to it is putting yourself in the mind of an audience member uh. there's a lot of comedy it's not what they like but they know it's comedy. Right, it's comedy. But 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 here's the category that gets them mad. Uh, when they think, no, you're not, you're not trying. You're fucking with us. Like Gilbert Godfrey. And I remember going to see Gilbert Godfrey when I was 19 years old. And uh, it's amazing to see the people in the audience. They thought even we were mocking them. They didn't get, and I remember this specific, this, and I think Mitch Hedberg could be an example of uh-huh. this. Someone had, no, they could go, that's not my thing, and leave and go, boy, that blew. But not the anger of, no, that wasn't comedy. That's when they tend to get like, uh-huh. and I think there were people next to us with Gilbert. They were like, there's no way these kids are enjoying it. Like It's like, no, we, we got that he was driving right. a bit into the ground, right. and they didn't. And they didn't want to believe that, like, so there's comedy like that today. And I think they get mad when they think like that. They think, no, you're not, you're just trying. That's what gets them the maddest, I think. I think also people like, uh, like, people get angry at things they don't understand. By the way, I shouldn't say, does that make sense? Someone said that's equivalent to, am I right, ladies? It came could, from you, could, you, could you say that instead? No. <laughs> In the future? Am I right, ladies? Am I right, ladies? 
Someone's uh, guys do the same bit, by the way. For every, yeah, I like to take any time when you think a bit is going. Hey, well, it is true. Just get, that was a woman thing. That's that's what women said out of insecurity, right. and uh, and then there were men things that were said out of security. Birth groups had their go-to. That was just people loved giving the woman one. For example, am I right? Ladies became, but guys, what were the guy ones like? Uh, come on, let me hear you guys. You know, same fucking thing. Am I am I right, guys? Hey, by the way, that's what it was. Am I right, right guys? So fuck. Fuck my own argument. I had all in my own head. Listen, um, here's what I'd like to do. We gotta, when I say going for the close, it's mostly, what time is it? 9.26. Can we go in for the long close? Do you have like a little, like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes? Can we yeah. As long as Can like, we take a quick break? Yeah, we, I, need we about, I need to go to the bathroom. So are you, uh, okay, that, that's what I'll, uh, I'll find out. I'll find out when we're off the air. They tend to be more honest with me. Now, is that your publicist sitting out in the car? Yeah. He waits in there? It's under hay. What is it? It's a monkey. It's a monkey that I've shaved and put glasses on. <laughs> but sitting in your car with a computer. Yeah. Hold on I, I, one no, second. He know, I mean, he knows how to use a computer. <laughs> no, but folks, by the way, yeah. I swear to God, this yeah. is when I told you it's good to have a safe right. word. There is a monkey. Yeah. Turn up the outside spotlight yeah, yeah. out there. Well, he's an ape, technically. He's a technically an ape. I'm not meant like to say that he's like a, a monkey. He's, a t- he's an ape. You have him in a black suit. Well, it's a, it's a it's a it's a kid suit, like like your grandfather would wear to a funeral. Like, and he has a bow tie. Funeral. Am I seeing a bow tie, or is my eyesight? Well, the weird thing was that it wasn't a bow tie when we got here, but he's tied whatever was around his neck into some sort of bow tie. Like he's seen what you guys were wearing and thought, he's well, creative. I guess, yeah, he's. I mean, he... well, he's been in the car for a couple of hours. <laughs> I left the window down so he can breathe. No, he can't. He's... He's smoking. He's smoking. I know. He's, I, I told didn't him. want to say it's it. Like, it's one of those e, uh, e-pens. Those, uh, oh, electronic oh, thank cigarettes. God. I feel says, so much better. He says they're better. By the way, even in the bit, I'm glad you made right. it no, e-pen. Seriously, because you can get, you can get banana flavored, which he loves as a monkey. <laughs> he, he finds that a bit racist when I say that, but I was like, seriously, can it be racist that it, a, like, a monkey likes bananas? Well, That's like so a movie Here's thing. why it is, to be honest. And he's like, well, do comedians love slipping on banana peels? I'm like, oh, don't bring up my job. I'm not your clown. I employ you. You only get a percentage of my income. Why are you even mocking me? <laughs> I mean, you've come to a free podcast. Why are you here? Like, I mean, 15% of nothing still nothing. Yeah. Doesn't have opposable thumbs. Can't use a calculator. So, uh, Listen, seriously. before we go to break, and, yeah. and, and I do want to say this, in defending, I'm trying to look for something to, to play here. It, it, you know what? This has been a good one all morning. I really liked it. So, uh, in all defense, what you said about the monkey, I'm just trying to defend your monkey because he's not here. And by yeah. the way, oh my God, is your monkey listening to, on the headphones in the car? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, my monkey knows how to use headphones. What uh, does he listen to? Does he listen to music and stuff? No, he loves, iPo- uh, loves uh, podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Loves podcasts, loves podcasts. Does he like mine? Oh, well, that's, uh, he loves yours. In fact, he's your biggest fan. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, you it, swear? Well, that's why he came here tonight. That's actually why he became my manager, my manager monkey, uh, because he knew that eventually I'd get on your podcast and Wait, he would come Will. along and then I made him stay in the car park because I was like, you know what? Hey, it's my first time in. If I get invited back a second time, maybe when I know Todd well enough, I can be like, Will, I got to stop monkey- you. Your monkey's coming in. I... Wait, oh, he's hold on. You guys, at us. He turned the lamp on because he's reading the Todd Glass situation. Oh, yeah, he's a big fan. Wait, I, folks, folks, I got to stop you because I get it. This is why we have a safe word. Yeah. I'm, this uh-huh. is the best time because everyone wants to visualize the monkey in the car. Uh-huh. And by the way, I think it looks like a Volvo station wagon in case you're wondering. Yeah, I swear yeah. to God, 
that we are telling you what we're seeing. Yeah. So he is reading the Tagla situation. I He's coming in. Let's take a break. Here's yeah. what I'd like to do. Uh-huh. I have root beer. Uh-huh. I also have some Starbucks, uh, like like uh, mocha chocolate things, and yeah. we put them in the freezer about an hour ago. Uh-huh. They're probably chipping up a little. Yeah. We'll pour them in the glasses. We'll squirt some whipped cream on them. Yeah. You'll bring your monkey in here. Uh-huh. And the reason the I monkey think- loves whipped cream, by the way. Loves it. Does he like Sammy Davis Jr.? Loves Sammy Davis you're, Jr. You swear? Yeah, to... loves. He would oh, hold on. That. I feel like you're just saying it. Tell me a story about it. why does he love Sammy? Because I, I want to make sure the my audience is going. Right. How do I know Will's not just trying to make Todd feel good? Why is you? How do you know your monkey loves Sammy Davis Jr.? Uh, well, I mean, I, I okay. Well, I'll tell you a, a true story. Um, <laughs> is that uh, you have my... a story about you, your monkey, and Sammy Davis Jr.? Well. I mean, it's one degree of separation. It's let, one degree of separation from Sammy da- Davis Jr. Um, so uh, my monkey uh, was actually uh, Dean Martin's second wife. <laughs> this is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Uh, he used to drink a lot. A lot of people know that about Dino. He once... I mean, like, what happened in Vegas, that's where the, that's where the phrase came from. Like, people use that phrase all the time now. What happens in Vegas stayed in Vegas. But things are always said for the first time, right? And the first time that was ever said was when Dean Martin, second wedding, not first wedding, but Dean Martin's second wife was my, my monkey manager, my male monkey manager. And uh, that was where he said, the, like, Sammy Davis That's was there that connection. night. He was like, uh, hey, hang on, have you ma- just married a male monkey? And Dino turned to Sammy and said, what happens in Vegas stayed in Vegas. That was origin story. That's where it happened. All right, so, then I believe you. So yeah. I, when we come back, uh-huh. we're going to play the Candyman. Right. By, oh. um, by the way, I can say this. To George Carlin, we're really going to do this. Yeah. Now, the whole thing about the monkey, that's true, I swear to God. Oh, no. <clears throat> yeah. I swear to God. Let the monkey in. Because what we're going to do, the thing about bananas, I, let me get this out real quick. Okay. You said that, he, he says that's, you know, racist. And I get what I mean in the yeah. monkey world, because I'll tell you why. It, yes, it's, it's how other groups of people get that, that happens. So it's like, it, it, if you just pull back a little bit, oh, but it is true, monkeys do love bananas. Right. You want to say that, you're like, come on, they do. So do, so do I. So do a shit ton of yeah. other people. Other people you know, like bananas. Pick, pick other groups of food. Whatever right. group of food you associate to one group of people. And by the way, we're not saying certain matzah for legitimate reasons in the Jewish culture. But a lot of times if right. you look at the food, you go, yeah, everybody fucking likes that. Hence my yeah. uh, story we were talking about, about uh, chicken and Roscoe's. By the way, chicken and Roscoe's at Roscoe's. Mm-hmm. you got to go in there. You'll go in there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, because of the legendary chicken and the waffles. But you'll find yourself having so many other things on that menu that are so good to eat. Roscoe's, it's open late. You'll like the service. You'll like the food. See, I just Enter the promo code Black Wrap. So listen. So <laughs> we have so much to do in, yeah. in the descent of clothes. I we, take we, have to get, we have to get my monkey in. I just saw you differently. Sorry, no, it's okay. I, didn't even, I saw it's you fine. like a different person. What I do thought, you mean? Wait, where's Will? And then I found you. Uh, I'm here. I lo- you got lost within your... Yeah. And I got lost... Where's listen, Wildo? It's my book. Listen, it's your Wildo. <laughs> Here's... Hold on. Uh-huh. So the monkey... Here, okay, yeah. I know what I'm saying. So what I mean is we're uh-huh. going to let the monkey in. Of course... Oh, my God. Yeah, let him in. He's waving. Yeah, he's my business monkey. He's wearing a bow tie on a free. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to let the monkey in. We're going to have mm. two George Carlin yeah. in this part. Uh, the, 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 co- the, the coffee drinks with whipped cream, yep. root beer with whipped cream. Uh-huh. They're going to be you know, what we call poor man's Sunday in the business. Right, sure. And then we're going to come back. PMS. And we're, then we're going we're gonna, to – we are going in <laughs> – wait. wait. <laughs> what did you call it? PMS. P- punky. Poor man, poor man, man Sunday. Sunday. Poor man Sunday. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, what did I say before the show? I can't 
Um, think of those as quick. Like when I try to think of letters that go with the words, I uh-huh. have to keep but to myself for a minute and go, okay. Like I'll give you an example. Two George Carr, this is true. <laughs> MSPCA. On, on the what, – what happened when you guys said you were at – okay, I can't even stop to hear what that one was. What was the thing you guys went to Cantor's without me? And I tried to pull off one of those things where you keep the initials real quick. quick. Okay. And what did I say? I go, how did I find out you were there? I go, oh, the podcasters – yeah, I, uh, PPAH. PPAH. And what's, podcast and, people are here. Yeah, that was in the business. They text you, podcast people are here. So I wanted to go. So I said, PCPAH called. They go, what's that? I go, Podcasters Association. They go, Todd, it wouldn't be podcasters. It would be just podcasters. And I go, fuck, and I tried so hard. I was so proud of myself. I went silent for six seconds, and I did it in my head. I go, podcasters, podcast people are here, PP. AC, and then I do it, and then I fuck it up. Just for the record, how many podcasts have you done without working out that podcast is just one word? <laughs> you think I would have figured that out by now? Pod- podcast people. You could see, you could see how I would think. It's good. That. So we have to come back. Here's what All we have right. to do. Uh-huh. It's somebody's birthday. We have to say happy birthday. I cannot forget this. So listen, we're going to come back. We have a lot to get to, and then but we're going. We're closing. I had a lot of fun. What do we go to for close? What do we play? Oh, how about a vault one? Yes. Play this. We'll be back. You know, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the songs because it really does say everything. It's knowing that the Podcasters Association of America will be back. Has voted the Todd Glass Show the number one podcast on the air. And it's knowing Todd's not shackled by close-mindedness at all Flipping arguments and teaching empathy It's not about how wrong that you've been in the past It's more about how good you're going to be It's not clinging to archaic thoughts and dated points of view Long since disproven Or something that somebody said Because when they were young Their parents spanked them It's just knowing that Todd Saves it up for special episodes But all the normal episodes agree That although the show is number one It just keeps getting better You won't believe how good it's going to Is the monkey having? Is it an ape? I'm sorry. It's an ape. He's, uh, he's, he's an ape. He likes the root beer float. It looks like he loves it. Hey, I hate to do this to you, but I'll edit this part out. Uh-huh. Can you really make the monkey like he's so excited to meet you? Is, no, that, no. is that gross of me to ask no, no, you to no, do no. that? No, no, no. You don't need to say that. He is excited to meet you. He's so excited to meet you. Like I, I, I said to him before, I was like, you know, you have to be like, because you're my business manager, you have to be business-like. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry, but I don't know if I can control myself around Todd. That's why I made him stay in the car before, oh. because I didn't want him to embarrass me. Like, I mean, well, he's an ape, Todd. You know what they do when they're excited? Like, I mean, if he starts doing that here, I mean, it's fine at the zoo when we're behind a, like a cage and stuff, but he's like a businessman. I've oh. bought him a suit. 
That's a suit that a tiny boy could have had. And he's wearing that around. Like, you know, I'm like, I know you're a... Look, I said to him, I said, look, I know you're a business monkey, but you're not up to any monkey business. That's what I say to him. That's a little thing that I say. It's a little reversal of... Because he's a business monkey. <laughs> I what happened to you? You can fade it out. Um, by the way, when um, w- w- the the little ting 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 sound, I wanted to bring a hanger in, but I had nothing here, so I grabbed this. Uh, this piece of metal and, and the triangle. I wanted to make the sound of the triangle. Oh so I grabbed God, just two so things good. in the studio and I, I hit it. it you looks, hit them together. It looked I, fantastic. I couldn't wait to do it. I thought about it all day. You don't really want to treat your award that way. Um, I know. Because... <laughs> Notice I didn't say anything. I just right. said I took this thing and that thing. And then this guy rats me right. out. Because I took award. the – it's my podcast and it's real. Well, you know I have joke. to report to the association and – all right, you don't have to. You see, because I okay, I'll admit what I did. I'd rather I right. took the flashlight and uh-huh. I hit it against the award to make the metal sound. Yeah, this guy's gonna you, give it's me. It's just better for me to be honest. All know? right, right, I apologize. Well, you've, earned, you've earned that. It's your award. Well, you know what I mean, like, it is. You, they you say do what you want to do. They with say it. you're you. It's give. It's it's lent to you. Oh so. yeah, but it's yours. I mean, but hey, right. who who's gonna get it next year? You again. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ah! Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> I almost, almost, you got me to do, almost, motherfucker, a real live spit take. And that, I think that what you did is better because you tricked me. You fucking tricked me. You let me have my mouth full. And then when it was, I, who's going to win? And it was, by the way, it proves that an ins, a compliment can be, get, make you do a spit take. Right. Such a, it's just timing. It doesn't yeah. have to be an insult. Well, it seems, is, is a spit take usually an insult? Like who's, no, it's a sign of recognition. Yeah. No, no, like when someone goes, who would, who, nobody would want to, you know, uh, that's the ugliest house I've ever seen. Are you kidding me? Who whoa, fuck? Whoa, whoa. And then you go, that's my house. And you go, as you're drinking. Right. That's a real live spit take. Those moments are great. Do you understand what I mean, Troy? Yes. Why don't you take a picture of it and show it to your wife? <laughs> Fucking vacuum your car if, you, if you're so, if you, know, if you know what's going on. I had to make this guy pull over once on the trip somewhere, and I've told oh. our audience before, but I think they should know every week right. whenever he's on. And I said, let's pull no, over and get I'll your car washed. To it. Yeah, I made him wash his car uh-huh. on the way to. Well, hang on. What? Inside? He paid, he paid for the car wash. Inside uh, and outside? Yes, yeah. of course. Uh-huh. Vacuum it. I was like, spend. We have a half an hour. Let's go eat lunch. They gave it like, right. you know, like where they spend maybe like not a good detail, but a shitty detail. Right. It's 30 bucks. That's yeah. what they did. I'm, I got back in the car. 
I swear to God, I said, Troy, don't you feel better? He goes, oh, not, you know. I said, well, I do. Shut up and floor it. What is in your car, Troy? No, like, I just what? always have a lot of stuff, like a lot of Jamba Juice cups uh-huh. and a lot of, uh, you know, wrappers. Sticky beverages. Where the cup holders are. I fantasize them getting in there with the hot water and just wiping the fuck out of it. Clean. You touch things. But this day, all that was there was popcorn. Like, there was a lot of popcorn. 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 What, are you selling seats? I make, like... Like, are you showing a film? Like, what is going on? I like to show some things <laughs> like on I mean, the windshield. Like, is that where set list started? Like, you're like, just, I, we, I started I mean, we can, small. We can't book Meltdown first night, right? I mean, we're going to... Oh, you would have that thing up. God damn it. You know what? How can I get three guys to the car? Popcorn. We'll get them popcorn. That'll get them in. By the way, this is why I say, Will... That you have to repeat stories because if I didn't talk about this in front of you, we would have never right? thought about it from this perspective. So all I say to any of my guests, if I ever right. repeat something I've talked about, it's your job. We'll freshen it up. So well, if the, you can't freshen it up, then maybe that's not my responsibility also, because also, Will's doing a good job. Look at the way the shake. I mean, yeah, and I'm comparing these. This is that. This is the, is your comparison. But the Shakespearean stories, those same stories, those same plays he's wrote, he wrote, have been reinterpreted and restaged, and like you know, they put them in different times. Thank they've you. done them with different actors, and everything gives you a different perspective on that story that's being told again. Like, you know, so why why wouldn't you want to hear a story through fresh ears? Why wouldn't you want to hear how even that same person tells that story again? Can I ask you a question? And I see and I hear you in your voice, I'm being honest with you. Uh, I'm being honest. Sure. You're mad. I'm mad. At these people that oh, yeah. won't send money to my uh, oh, no, Kickstarter. No, 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 I mean, am I right about this? Like, Because can I tell you from their perspective, so the way I look at it? Yeah. Eh, times are tough, and I uh-huh. get this people that say, I get the joke. It's not funny. Right. I, I sort of do. It makes me not want to do it, but I really love money. I'm not lying. I just thought, God, I really love money. I get the people that are like, all right, but you're seeing, no, you're pissed off. No, well, here's my theory, Todd, and this is why I'm angry. I see it. That I talk about all of us, and what I mean by that is I mean that you, I mean that I, and I mean that the audience listening and here in the room here tonight, that we all have not enough money to make any change. Like, between us all, if you, like, even it out, none of us have enough money to... And here's the thing that's unlikely. Between us and the people listening to this, probably one of us is never going to have... like. Not all of us are going to have enough to change the world. Our best hope is that one of us can have enough to change the world. Just one of us. And we have to decide right now who that one of us is. And we have to take our money. Because you know what's annoying? Having a little bit of money. You might as well have no money, right? Because then you have no problems. You know where you're at. I have no money, right? Send your money. Send your money to Todd. He needs our money. He can make a difference. That's why I'm angry. <laughs> I've never heard you speak like this really. This comes from your heart. Why well, I'm angry. Australians all, let us rejoice. For we are young and free. With golden swords and wealth for toil, our home is girt by sea. Our land abounds with nature's pains, with beauties rich and rare. The Gaffigans it, gave a hundred bucks, I should point out. A hundred? Yeah. Not enough, is 100? it? One hundred? I know. Part of me what? goes, "Oh my God, that's a more than hundred? Is that 
I thought it was me. Is that like I mean, he's got that hot pockets money? <laughs> That's what I. Oh man, genius! I buy the. Way. There's like a hundred in like the you know in the cigarette holder in the car. That's loose change. A hundred. Well, I got to tell you, Genie Gaffigan gave it. In all fairness, Jim yeah. didn't give shit. Nothing. No, I mean he. What? Although I will tell you this: can't get dr- change from a million dollar check. Thank Gaffigan. You. Thank you very much. Yeah, I will tell you this. Yeah. That he did motivate me to start it. He goes, do it. The joke is every day in all caps. You put, hello, I want more money. Right. But he hasn't money. given a red cent. Genie, maybe no. they gave it well, as a Well, he gave couple. you the idea. You know what? He gave you the You idea. know what? There's nothing wrong he with He could have asked for money for himself. So, But I've never seen you mad like that. But as far as I go, if you got it, you send it. Okay. Well, just send it. All right. Did Who you, else are you going to give it to? What are you, as we go in, the last thing we're going to do, fade uh-huh. that out. And then we're That's my national we're good. There's show. so much. Oh, I, I, my, I, it I'm, has the word "gert" in it, just for the record. Yep. I'm Our take- home is "gert" by C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so people people don't use the word "gert" as much as you would. <laughs> We used it in our national anthem. By the way, Todd, before uh, I know we're winding down to a close, and I've been mostly off mic here for this. But, but I got it. But I got it. I got it. Someone's. Uh, hold on one second. Really quick. Yeah, yeah. But before we do that, I oh. got to say it's someone's birthday. Okay. Oh yeah. Now maybe by the music, the person can figure out who it is. Uh, can you figure out who it is? You listen to the show. And your girlfriend, who I got a very nice email from, to George Carr, and this is true. And we don't do it for everybody, but we feel so good. At, you know, off record, Will goes, I said, I don't know if I should do it. Will goes, come on, you owe it. And it's uh, somebody's birthday, and his name is Josh Snow. And his girlfriend, Emma, um, called in, <laughs> emailed in. Well, happy birthday, Mike. That's what you get. Okay, this is it. I play music. It says let it snow. You know what? You have a very nice... What is that? Is that trumpet? By the way, why is it let it snow? Because of his name? His name is... His last name is Snow. That's very smart of you, by the way, Todd. I, I felt like that was a very strong choice. Listen to the reverb and may pretend we're all meditating. Fade the music out. Fade the music out. You keep coming. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, I thought there was a cookie. Turn the music off. <laughs> Stupid. Turn the fuck off. <laughs> They've been doing this bit off to George Carlin where they take an empty wrapper and they bring it over to somebody and they go, hey, do you want some gum? And you're really in the mood for gum. And you get excited. But they put an empty cookie wrapper in front of me and they knew uh-huh. I would see it and get excited. And I was like, oh, cookie. Aristotle gave me his cookie. All right. Uh-huh. All right. Listen. Ha- happy birthday! Happy you. birthday to Kelly Carlin, and happy birthday to Kelly. <laughs> let it, Carlin. Let it, Carlin. Um, my hands. I gotta wipe my hands. So. Wipe your hands. But by the way, Todd, while you wipe your hands, do you mind if I uh, just ask your your guest a couple questions? What are you talking about? Uh, well, I'm doing like it's only like less than a minute long, but I'm just trying to save money. I can't really afford to do a podcast of my own, so I try to save money, resources. What? 
Well, while I'm, I just no, figured I'm, in the middle, I'm going in the clothes here. We're already going over. Are you shitting me? No, no. I'm just saying while it's less than a minute. You while can't I'm do here, a podcast uh, during my podcast no. because we, Aristotle won't even give you the. He's not going to give it to you. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on. I, I, I just, thought you were kidding. Me I just want to interview Will. He's here. I'm here. Uh, your your equipment's recording. I can get the MP3 later from yeah, you. But what are you going to ask him? What, what are you going to ask him that I didn't ask him? We just did it. We had fun. Well, we were silly. Just, just a couple questions, and then uh, let's. Well, no, I got to play my intro music. Uh, Jake, can we play? No, we don't have your I fucking sent, intro music. I sent, Jake, I sent Jake my intro music, and I want to just play it, do a quick. It's very fast, Todd. Now, Let's just do Welcome it. to the Troy Conrad Mini Podcast. Rated number one mini podcast by the Mini Podcasters Association of America. What? Mini Podcasters? Where'd you get that jingle? Hi, this is Troy Conrad, and I'm here with uh, my guest is Will Anderson. Will, great to be with you. Will, I just had... ridiculous. Are you going to do this? Uh, yeah, I guess I go a minute while he's asking me some questions. I mean, Todd, I feel like you're... Okay, let's start this over. Uh-huh. Will Anderson, good to be with you. Thank you, Troy. On the Troy Conrad Mini Podcast. Will, uh, just a couple quick questions, a couple short answers. That's how we do things. Uh, did you grow up in the city or the country? I grew up in the country, Troy. And, uh, do you, I knew we should ask some questions like that. Do you believe... Ah, fuck, I, I you, should have said where you're from. Maybe that is a good question. And do you believe in God or do you not believe in God? I, I, I don't believe in God. All right, well, this has been the Troy Conrad Mini Podcast. I thank my sponsors of the show. Uh, Tofop Podcast, the David Feldman Show, uh, the Jen Kirkman I Seem Fun Podcast, and the Bill Burr Monday Morning Podcast. You can uh, download it on BillBurr.com. This has been the Troy Conrad Mini Podcast. You have now fulfilled your daily requirement for podcasts, and you can turn off the main podcast you have been listening to. Lyris says, Joe, you're great. I mean, it was... I love that concept of you just... <laughs> I'm trying to get people to turn do, you off. You can't do my... And you call yours number one by the mini podcast. Yeah. Like, you, you technically get around it by using a different <laughs> name. How much did uh, did you did you call... By the way, I to George Carr, and I did not hear that. Um, I know. Yeah, you how did, did you get in touch this. with him? Uh, I emailed Joe. About, okay. you, gave me, you gave me his email, but we, oh. you had, did not hear the bit, and I wanted you to not hear the bit. All right. Well... Thank it's you. Time to fun. say goodbye. You'll write a book. One day, <laughs> I could never write a book. <laughs> I hear but everyone's writing a book. I could never. I don't know if I have anything. I mean, I have a lot to say, but not for a book. Just keep recording. Maybe, maybe that's not a good advertisement for my book. That was me yeah. a year ago before I wrote. <laughs> I, I could never. I right, listen. We got to say goodbye. So uh, let me. Let me. That was fun. It's hard to say goodbye. That should be a song. What can we do to close? Thank you. By the way, you were just. You were you were fun. It was fun. Oh, man. Thank you, you very just, much. Um, I I don't need to plug anything, but my monkey manager wants to mention Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, she's coming out. Just really excited to be. Can I just, say he he wasn't actually involved in the film, but uh, he just big supporter of apes in films. Does the dog? Does your dog Romana Romana? Fuck! Um, I shouldn't yell into the Romana. mic. Romana. Um, the ape for the bit. Uh-huh. I wanted to be the ape. Came in. I was nice to the yeah, ape, right? Yeah, of course you were. But it got well, too exci- nice. He got so excited. Well, he is excited. But to I heard great. you in the other room. You're like, come on. I was like, about I seriously, this. dude. I was like, mm. I can't bring you out to this sort of stuff. He loves my podcast. <laughs> I said, much. I'm going to bring the dingo over from Australia if you don't fucking behave. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dingo looking after my business in Australia. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> they are mean spirited. They'll take your baby as soon as I look at it. But uh, they're good in a contract negotiation. That's who you want, not a dingo. You want a dingo. You don't want a koala riddled with syphilis. 
or a platypus. Who even knows what the fuck that is? You can't trust that in a business meeting. Kangaroo can't type with those tiny arms. Oh, no. I mean, big hind legs, very athletic, and, you know, but like, no good in a business situation. A wombat. A wombat's surprisingly good, to be honest, but you wouldn't know it. But they're slow-moving, your wombat. That's the problem. Mm. Your emu, I'll tell you about your emu. He can't fly, but I'm telling you, he can run the pants off a kangaroo. That's a song. I, uh, old man Amy, check it out. Listen, uh, iTunes. Probably. I gotta tell you something. <laughs> probably not there. Spotify or something. Do you want to go out in the street with me with a camera on Friday? We'll go up to people for like a relationship show. We'll say, hey, when it comes to relationships, do you think fucking is cheating? Uh, what would people say? <laughs> I mean, do you think fucking's cheating? Okay, it's ten oh three. Jesus okay, Christ, okay, we're up against the hard. We're up I mean, against. We're just suddenly asking you the big questions, and now I we know. have to wrap it up. I know. He's fucking cheating. Of course, it's not always. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's not How could fucking be cheating Next thing you won't be able to look at somebody <laughs> That's somebody really that takes it to the nth degree uh, Here's what I think I think more people love each other than uh, uh, like. Here's what, I know so many people who love their partners Who fucked other people So I'm here. To, so I reckon that probably, maybe it's not as important If we stop worrying about that bit of it And we worried about who we love the most And spent the most time with And cared about the most And we're just honest about that Then it wouldn't really matter Can I tell you something even though you you would I would agree with you if we sat down and thought what's that like if you would accept that would it be difficult? Yeah, it would be difficult. It's not like you haven't thought that through, but you're comparing what is to what this thing you would maybe want to be is. You're not comparing it to because what is is it's not working. And I think a lot of people when they think of looking at this, you know, the sanctity of marriage, it's not like uh, you're not defending it because uh, there's somebody out there going, hey, I want to go out and get fucked. I want to. Hey. No, some people that really want to settle down, those marriages don't work. And right. you can, you can, we can either figure out why and what you're suggesting might be a very valid reason. It's not working. By the way, you're not going into an institution that's working. And going, I don't like it. It's not working. Otherwise, you wouldn't be looking to fix it. Okay. Firstly, half, right? of, half of the people who go into a marriage, like half of it doesn't work. Like statistically, half of it doesn't work, right? Secondly, you've got the idea that two people who joined together, you're lucky enough in the world that you can hit a time in your life where two people's lives are entwined enough that you can both grow as human beings without growing apart. But most of the time, you're going to grow at different rates or at different times. And you know what? We're just people. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Sometimes it can, you, like, things can go wrong and they can go right and you can fix them because you're like, I like this person more than I like most other people. But let me ask you, are you if you were in a relationship, and you, could you have an open – because believe me, I, what, the I ans- mean, the theor- answer theoretically this- versus actually is a very different yeah. – here's what I would say is I think there are a lot of people in open relationships who don't realize they're in open relationships. And I wonder if it would be any less hard – if we were a bit more honest about, like, I, I don't even know if you have to actually say to the other, like, but if we just acknowledge as a society that that's already what is happening. Let's not pretend it's a choice we're trying to make. It's already happening. People are already having affairs oh, and know, open relationships make, and all those things. God forbid there's couples listening to the show right now. You're killing them. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, no, I'm serious, but I don't care. They don't care, and I don't care. But there's something imagine, you know, there's two people sitting in a room right now. They're like, <laughs> you know, may, maybe uh, maybe play this. Just, oh, yeah. This is what people are hoping for. They're like, just play some background music so it doesn't seem as uh, something, Todd. Could you play anything, anything in the background, something, as you're talking about it? All right. 
I just like to get my money's worth. Do you know what I enjoy uh, the most about that is, though, also the image of how you think li- people listen to this podcast. A husband and wife. Like, I love the idea of a husband, well, husband and wife husband. sitting down to yeah. listen to your podcast yeah. together. That's how I picture it, with bow ties <laughs> and, and, and nice, uh, but look, very clean. By the way, the why do we have... I've never known Will to be a bow tie guy. Why are we so. wearing bow ties for Will? Why don't you uh-huh. mind your own business? Okay. okay. <laughs> who, do, who, who, who asked you? Because the bow tie... Where's monkey bow ties? Oh, it's a monkey, monkey thing. Monkey it's a monkey okay, now yes. I get it. Oh, I wanted to show the monkey respect. Now right. I didn't know the monkey. Honestly, to George Collin, why did I have everyone yeah. wear bow ties? Well, I think it makes the place look a little more respectful <laughs> yeah. when we have a guest coming in. Okay, that makes sense. You know, not like these other fucking guests I don't give a shit about. They don't have. They don't have. They. They don't. Uh, you know. I don't give, you think I give a fuck about the fucking... Uh, I don't even want to do a bit where I say that. <laughs> I care about and To everybody. be honest, even though the monkey's got a bow tie, and like even though he's got the jacket and the top, he's not wearing any pants. So, like, I mean... Oh, I know look. why the bow ties. Because Will has an accent. Uh, and yeah. I thought it oh. deserving of a bow tie. Oh, it's okay. like, oh, look at us. We're wearing bow ties. Show him yeah. like we have a little... It's like someone once said, you know the rich person accent? Now, I don't know if the person who told me this made this up, but to me, I bet there's legitimacy to uh-huh. it. And I asked them, where did that come from? Like the, uh, hello, how are you? You know, I go, is that real? Or is that, you know, obviously we see a parody of that growing up when we watched um, uh, uh, Gilligan's Island or any character that was like, oh, hello, Muffy. You know, it was a very a parody of a rich person. But that comes from somewhere. And this is what someone told me once, a long time ago. Uh, yeah, it does. It comes from a certain group of white people that wanted to give themselves more of an affected because English people had an accent and it uh-huh. sounded more regal. So they affected this rich voice and it was a little just hello. I, and when they told me that, I went, that makes sense. But I don't know if that's true or not. Could we do some homework? Can someone listening do some homework? Can you do something, Will? No, I, I, mean, I can't do anything. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that the British accent exists because they wanted to sound... No, that British is different. No, I'm not saying that. It's okay. not British. British is no, British. No, it's, the, it's the, like the posh, the upper class. The posh accent. The, the, yes. Yeah, but because of that. Oh, of uh, I see what you're saying. Oh, what do you think? I'm an idiot? <laughs> I, I'm saying, do they really... Did they affect that on purpose or did it happen after the fact? You know what? That's why I'm saying that story I heard could have been bullshit. All right, listen. Let's go to close with... Whew, it's not easy. It's you want me to do another interview? <laughs> this is good. Thank you. I thank you for coming. Thank you. And I thank everybody. Thank you, um, <clears throat> Aristotle. Thank you, Jake over there. Thank you, KC. Did you write this song? And don't. And I know we're going to close, but did you write this? It was, it, I, it, look, it was a car. It was a car ride. It's not E sixty three. Can you just listen and tell me if you wrote it? Because you're shaking your head. No, I did the music. <laughs> the lyrics. Were, shut, shut it off. Shut it off. Can you be honest? And yeah. I, I'm swearing to God. We, yeah, the words. Can, yeah. And before we laugh, because we were going to make fun of it a little uh, bit, and we maybe did it. We yeah. totally lied to you. A teeny bit on the last show, but hardly sure. any at all. Uh-huh. Um, meanwhile, we did it for an hour. Yeah. Um, we do. We get caught up in the lyrics. Sure. None of us ever thought, try to listen to it, everybody. Right. Without, Will you let it breathe and don't think of the lyrics? Let's listen to well, that's the beat. What I, that's Judge what, the beat, right? That's what I would ask people, because you know what? When they asked me to write this bit of music, you didn't know. I didn't, I, they said it was going to be instrumental. I was lied to. It was actually why I went into comedy. My original love was music, but I got so I felt so bad after this because I wrote something that was about it was about my dead grandmother. And oh, this was like it was, a, it was a tribute to her. It was a musical tribute originally? to her. Originally, originally, and I did, I didn't understand anything about copyright law, and so oh, they I'm took sorry. the music and they I'm added sorry. those lyrics. What to year it. was so, this, by the way? Uh, Sixty-two. 
Oh, was it? And it was they even the, got it, that wrong. Oh, it was the year before. They, like, <laughs> when I wrote it, like, they added the lyrics the year after, obviously, because it was later on. And, well, um, let's... and so it was a, a moving tribute to my grandmother, and now every time I hear it, it's like someone's... Well, it's like somebody's dug up my grandmother and they put <laughs> their cock in her ear. That's what it feels like in my ears. Here's what I'd like but, to do in honor of the song. Yeah, and by the way, just, I did not know that. We're going to listen to it. Well, we I mean, it surprises me that you didn't know that, though. I mean, it... Well, I mean, if you did any research, I mean, I knew it. it. Would have. I knew it. I just yeah. didn't. These guys. Do. It feels weird that you would have talked about it last night and then invited me in the week after and not known there was a connection. I mean, it seems weird that you wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I did. I, I've enjoyed myself, but it seems weird that, like, obviously, as the person who wrote that, <laughs> like one week after you made fun of it, like, of course, that's why you invited me here. That's why I brought my monkey manager, because I knew this was going to happen. I knew eventually it was going to get weird over the song. And I said, that's why you've got to come. Okay, David. seriously? Yeah. I have nothing but respect for you. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't, I did not know. Yeah. That's why, first of all, I'm going to get to prove uh, that I'm being genuine. Sure. I'm going to let the whole song play. We're going to close right. the podcast with uh -huh. it. And I know sometimes when a jury will be told, strike that from the record, it's uh -huh. very hard to. Right. But I'm going to ask everybody in this, in the podcast studio, I think you're yeah. going to like this. The words are there. We can't take them out right now. We don't have the type of equipment that could take the words out of the song. You, you don't, don't have. You don't have. You don't, but we're gonna listen. Uh -huh. We're gonna let the song play, and we'll we won't listen to the words. We'll just try to enjoy the beat. Please. And the, is that okay? Would yeah, that be, and, make you happy? Well, and the melody. And the melody too. And the melody. Okay, so the, the melody. Beat, you the did beat too. and the melody. Okay. We want to say thank you for coming. Thank Let's you. Let's try to all the listeners that we we cannot obviously if we take off the podcast where we were right. sort of poking fun of the words just, the words nobody please just matter try of to fact, ignore. matter of fact can I say yeah. something to George Carlin you can go back and listen to it nobody ever made fun of the melody I don't think now if they did right. I'm not remembering I think it was totally the uh -huh. words so don't listen to the words yeah. just think of a more just, beautiful song yeah and we'll we'll take it to close thank you very much thank you don't listen to the words seriously please though. Seriously, folks, don't. I first met him in the classroom back in 1963. Okay, shut it off. Shut it off. I know if I'm listening to the uh. words, everybody is. Stop <laughs> listening to the words. Just, you are. You heard him. I first met him in the classroom. Don't. That, listen, don't. Just, listen. It's very hard to do. It's very Buddha-like. Or what would you say? Yoga. Zen. 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 Yeah. Take the words out. And just listen to the... If you try real hard, yeah. really, really hard... Just when you hear that, boom, 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 imagine my dead grandmother, please. So just, just if, please. it's very whimsical music. I mean, there's a lot to really discover just in the in the the, in the melody. Intro. Okay, but before the before there's words, just listen. Try just it really hard, and I think it. you can just listen to the beautiful beat and please, the rhythm. And please. here we go, respectfully. I'm relaxed already. We'll take you to close. Good night, everybody. I don't know if I'm just thinking I'm not hearing the words. This is the most beautiful, I swear to you. This is a this is poetry. Right. Is this what the Buddha was looking for? Oh my god, I just fell asleep. It's like poetic. Right. 
I am so sorry. I feel like this is what, like, when they, in the movie Contact, they were able to decipher something from the aliens. Like, this is the message we're supposed to hear as human beings that make us who we are. Folks, we're going to say goodnight. We're going to let the song play. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna keep listening, but we're going to say goodnight and let the song breathe and show it the respect it deserves. We'll know when you've had enough. Good night. Nerdist.com